G'day and welcome to another episode of the Beyond the Fence podcast. And well, we, it was nine for 28 last time. You've hit two in a row now, 10 of 29. Tim, you're back. Yeah, it's, the streaky shooting continues. Oh, on an absolute hot run. Um, When we last spoke, which is only a few days ago, uh, we were talking about All-Star and we brought up one of the trade deals, but obviously NBA, what holiday? It's NBA Christmas, really, the deadline. Um, I, I'd consider free agency more like the, I don't know, the Easter. Like that's when, that's when, that's when things die. <laughs> but um, no, NBA Christmas was just finished with the trade deadline. And I messaged you during the week saying, do you want to do a deadline pod? And your response was indifferent um, depending on the, the scale of deals that happened. But uh, how would you describe the deadline that, that just happened? Decent, pretty good. Not not 2015, but good. Everything gets everything gets uh, measured against 15. Yes, eight percent of the league got traded back in 2015. You but did it say- was more the the way that eight percent got traded in the last 10 minutes was what made 15 amazing. <laughs> yes, because I think yeah, usually what happens is I wake up, quickly scroll the timelines, and then like there wasn't much happening. But yeah, 15. Like everything just started rolling. Oh, oh, he's traded. Oh, and he's traded too. And it just kept going. 15 going, was going. great because 45 minutes after the deadline, nobody knew what was happening. <laughs> like there, was still, there, were, there were deals that like couldn't be mentioned because everything else was falling <laughs> apart. Yeah, to, to quote Wodge, good Lord. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe you said this was the best deadline since 2015. I guess if you if you enjoy chaos and all, all, the, all the sort, um, I, I guess we'll we'll start with we'll go chronologically as best as we can. We spoke about Norman Powell and all that the other day, so I don't think we really need to to go into that anymore, unless you had additional thoughts about it. Which I mean, I don't. No, I don't. No. What's said has been said. Yeah. So we'll start with Cleveland. Maybe the best. Sorry, the worst kept secret getting Karis Levert. I think it's not bad. I'm surprised that Sexton didn't. Is still on the team. I am and I'm not. Because I think the way Indiana operated around the deadline made it clear that they were just kind of selling off what they could. Um, yeah. All, all the reports indicated that this that the price that they got for Levert was pretty much, you know, it was what they were going to get. It was Rubio and then, you know, a lottery protected first rounder, which I mean, that's definitely going to convey unless something completely drastic happens, you'd think, for, in Cleveland. Um but, but I think for Cleveland, you know, we saw, and you hate this as much as anyone as the biggest Darius Garland fan uh, in the world, including Cavs fans. But but Bickerstaff likes running that two-guard lineup with Garland and, sorry, the two-point guard lineup with Garland. And, well, now it's Rondo. And we've seen a bit of a drop-off between Rubio and Rondo. So Levert at least fixes that. Yeah, I think it gives them, when they're not trying to play the three bigs, you can potentially play with Levert as well. Well, well, Markinen's out, so I don't know how long he's out for. And it's kind of forced him to start, you know, big Dean Wade. <laughs> Which, I mean, I know we've all got thoughts about Dean Wade, but Levert is an interesting one because in Brooklyn, he was a scorer, and in Indiana, he just kind of did a bunch of everything. But I think with Cleveland, really con- uh, consolidates that bench. And then he's really an acquisition for the playoffs because when teams are going to be... Because, you know, your rotation shortens in the playoffs, then teams start doubling 
Garland, and then Levert's going to be that secondary playmaker. Yeah, I think the, the Cavs are going to be interesting in the playoffs because once the game sort of slows down, and it, are they going to be able to still shoot? Um, playing big will probably help because it just throws something different out there. But Well, it doesn't help with, I guess, Mobley isn't a known shooter and Allen's a complete non-shooter. And obviously in the playoffs, because the, the Cavs play pretty fast right now and then obviously everything slows down, like you said. So it, it comes down to... Well, conf- they, they rely so much on Markkinen and then like Garland is a fine shooter, but like that wasn't expected into the season. Like he's gotten better at that, but it wasn't. And then like when Sexton's in the lineup, like you're not expecting him to pop off like he did in that Nets game. Is, is he coming back this year? He's not, is he? Or do they think he might play in the playoffs? I don't think so. It would be, it's, it would be weird, right? Because they were sort of not struggling, but they were, hot and cold when he was playing. And then literally as soon as he went down, they started world beating. Um, no, I think he is for the season. Um, I'd, I'd still be surprised if he plays for the Cavs again, but then I think because <laughs> he's, because he signed with um, clutch. Yeah. Probably end up taking a qualifying offer. <laughs> well, his qualifying off. Well, his qualifying offer is going to be quite small as well because he's not going to meet the starter criteria. Oh, uh, Yes. So it'll be it'll be whatever. Uh, he, he's the eighteen class, isn't he? So he'll it'll be. I was looking at this up yesterday for Marvin Bagley. It'll be about seven and a half million. That's yeah. I'm, see, I'm not sure with him. Where's somebody gonna? I feel like there's enough teams in the league that just need a guy that can put put up numbers. I mean, there's going to be a bad team that's going to throw him like a twenty million a year deal. Yeah, it's just whether. Clutch wants him to take it because to me, his free agency is going to be similar to someone like Terry Rozier. It's going yeah. to be that that kind of because you know, Charlotte was a bad team when they threw the money at him, and then obviously they bring in LaMelo and Gordon Haywood and all that stuff. But it, it's going to be like a you know, maybe Indiana throws money at him in free agency because now they're clearing up space. It probably doesn't work with Halliburton, but you know, yeah. there's maybe the Pistons throw money at him again, probably wouldn't work with Cade. But it's going to be like that level of team that's it's going to they're going to throw money at him and then either force Cleveland to match it or just you know see, see I guess where they stand with Sexton. But yeah, once he went down, Garland took over and you know now he's an All Star, so you can't argue with the results. Yeah, I, he also he didn't Sexton didn't play up to the level he had the previous two seasons either. Um, so obviously it was was capable of more. I think his shooting was down drastically. Um, but also just, yeah, it was weird. Um, bit of a step back. I think that, like I said, with the Rosier comparison is interesting because Rosier free agency from memory, weren't they like almost bidding against themselves? Charlotte, yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was I mean, what, yeah, like it's, a, it's a tough one. I guess I've just sort of talked myself into that he's going to take a qualifying off. <laughs> well, if you, if you listen to, like, there are some... Cavs fans, you know, vocal minority, but there are some that would still tell you that Sexton is the best player on the Cavs. That's that's the idea of Sexton versus the substance of Garland. <laughs> is is the idea of Sexton even that good? The idea of Sexton's great. <laughs> well, okay, the the, the the absolute best scenario for any player is great. Yeah, but... 
But I, I don't Even know. like what he's if he replicated what he'd done last, what he, he averaged like twenty four points a game. Yeah. Um, on a like terrible granted, team. Oh, of course, but it's like there was a young team sort of finding their feet. I mean, they still are. It's still sort of. I'm not even sure the Cavs believe how good they are. <laughs> um, oh no, so, sorry, they're surprised at how good they, they probably think they're better than what they are. But like you know, what I mean, the, honestly, they're probably, <laughs> yeah, they're probably um, nobody expected them to be this good this quickly. No, um, no the, the Cavs especially feel like, without Sexton. Yeah, no, the Cavs feel like a year early, basically. You know, and a lot of that is predicated on how good Mobley's been straight away, and then. You know, people knew Garland was good, but maybe they didn't think he'd think be leading the team. Getting Allen for nothing. Well, yeah, getting Allen for nothing as and well. Then you know. The marketing and working. <laughs> yeah, that's the big shock. I think everything yeah. else you could have maybe predicted, maybe not to the extent that it's happened. You know, like we knew Garland was good, but maybe not this good. We knew Mobley was good, but not this good this quickly. We knew Allen was good, but then, yeah, you know, <laughs> playing marketing as the small forward in, in the year of our Lord 2021, 22. Yeah, this big galooting seven footer. That's, it's because they throw a lot of teams off with the three bigs. It'd be interesting to see, like, when you've got to play four games, four to seven games in a row against them, if that how easily that gets counted. Well, they're they're what they're, what are they in the east now? Like third, fourth. I mean, the positions in the east mean nothing because it's no, so I know. close together. It's very, well, they're second yeah. right now, actually. But yeah, they're they're. You know, one and a half games away I mean, from fifth. The second right now because they won today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, assuming they finish top four, they're probably going to be playing someone like... They could get Brooklyn in the first round of the playoffs. I think this is just quietly pretty excited for these playoffs because I think you can get an upset anywhere yeah. in any of those matchups. And honestly, it's probably annoying that there's going to be a plan. <laughs> yes. Do, tangent, do you think the plan is good long-term? I don't think so. I think it served a purpose at the time. Yeah. I actually thought um, it was only going to be at that year. I didn't realize it was going to And now around. it's sort of manufactured drama for, especially like last year when like the teams that get in just get punted anyway. Yeah. I think I'm remembering that correctly, but yeah, like the playing <laughs> games are fun, but it's like, yeah, because you're putting two teams together that, I mean, the way that sort of happenstance that it, that it occurred. Yeah. Um, you know, you got like superstars playing as superstars because of you know the circumstances, but like yeah, like the big one last year was Memphis against Golden State. Year over, that's where Jar dropped like fifty, right, or forty something. Yeah, but the only um, reason Golden State's in the plane is because Steph was injured like most of the year, and then he just happens to come yeah, back. <laughs> exactly. So I guess it does safeguard against that. But like year over year, you're going to get bad teams playing against bad teams. Yeah. Like if we if we look at the play-in scenario right now in the East. It'd be like if it ended today, you know, it'd be Boston against um, Brooklyn. Atlanta. No, isn't it like? Oh seven, yes, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, it, Boston against Brooklyn for like the automatic in, and then Charlotte against Atlanta for the automatic out, and then yeah. I mean, Charlotte I against the, Atlanta is a game that no one needs right now. Just give it to Charlotte. You have, you, you have a six-month season to decide who should make the playoffs. Yeah, I think you need like an extra two, three games. Like, I guess, yeah. Well, well, the point is, it turns six months of the season into basically like one game of variance. Yeah, because you know the the logic with a season as long as the NBA and and it's the argument that people in that follow the English Premier League and the soccer use. It's 
you know, you've got a 38 game season, then, you know, why don't we have a playoffs? Like, well, if you have 38 games in a season, generally like the team that deserves to win is going to win. It's just the way it all evens out in the end. So to have 82 games over, what is it? Yeah. Six months. And then go, right. You were good enough to play in the playoffs, but we're going to throw one game in there just to see if you actually are good enough. And if you lose them, well, you're out. It's also like we're going to throw you one game against a team that's probably that's been red hot the last 10 because they got all their guys back. Yeah. And, you know, they were terrible before this, but now, and like some may argue, you know, that team would deserve to, to be in there. But most of the time, we're talking about teams that it's not like the NFL where like the wildcard teams end up can end up making and winning the Super Bowl. You have to be so good in the NBA to end and most of the time it's just shaking out fun sort of matchups until you get to like the final four of like the proper contenders yeah um and like yeah we're talking about play-ins to to determine who plays against the first and second seed and most likely gets swept yep or a gentleman a gentlemanly five i don't think any play-in team has have that oh the grizzly series eludes me um yeah i don't remember it off the top of my head did they win games I can't, I can't well, you, you keep parroting on it. I'll live radio look it up. <laughs> <laughs> NBA season 21. Um, playoffs, playoffs. Where are we going? Oh, this is awesome live radio. Oh, they, they went to five. They are, oh, yes, that's correct. They won the first game and then they got, yeah, and they got, yeah, reverse swept. Yeah. And the Lakers were a playing team last year and they were 4 2. But the Lakers aren't really a, the, like what you mean by a playing team. They, that was a circumstantial playing team. Yeah. And I just, I don't think you're going to get those circumstances every year. Yeah. Especially in- when, when there's a huge gap as well. It's like, then, I mean, you're going to get think pieces where it's like, is this team that's 12 games down from the team they're trying to play against really worth? <laughs> I um, mean, the gap's never going to be that big, but like six games is a huge gap. Yeah, six yeah, games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in the East, both playing teams won one game, Washington and Boston. The only sweep in the first round was Milwaukee over Miami. Revenge. Did you know Bryn Forbes outscored Jimmy Butler in the playoffs? So great. So great. <laughs> uh, I guess, uh, did we actually speak about Levert? Well, <laughs> no, we got very tangential there. <laughs> I was just going to say, well, we spoke about Levert and how he fits with that multi-guard lineup that Cleveland likes to use. Um, I like it. I'm, I, I think uh, they need, I mean, Barracking for the Cavs to either acquire or play shooters. Yeah. Because it just seems like they lack that. And that's like the one thing that probably keeps them from, will keep them from contending at least this year. Yeah. Well, it, it's really addition by subtraction by replacing Levert with, oh, sorry, replacing Rondo with Levert. And Rondo still plays, but, you know, he's not going to be closing or playing anywhere near the minutes that. He would if Levert wasn't there. Hard for Rondo as well. You talked about it earlier. Hard for Rondo as well because Rubio had been playing ridiculous. Yeah. And he was like, again, it was probably unsustainable over a full season, but like he was, he took on the role of being a shooter. Yep. And he was, I think, like career high clips on career high volume. Yeah. Um, and obviously the, the underrated, if not, you know, not unknown factor is Levert reuniting with Allen. Yes. On Indiana's side, is it a bit of a... Do you think they probably got the best return they could for Levert? 
I don't know. It's hard to. I guess it really depends because I feel like Levert has a real spectrum of how people value him. Because we've talked about it before. It's like his age isn't necessarily um, like where you think it is. Like we had a, I thought he was like 23, 24. I'd forgotten. <laughs> Sneaky old. <clears throat> and then it, that starts to question like, do you, you turn from guy with high upside to this is who you're probably going to be? I mean, he's not a bad player. Yeah. But it's like, is he going to be a an advantage, a, a positive on a, a playoff team? I think he can be. Um, but like the best that the best that we've seen from him so far is being really good on depleted teams, either when the Nets were down, like KD and etc., or you know, on honestly the the last couple of years at the paces has been pretty hopeless <laughs> um just yeah. i mean they're doing what like old school bucks when i say old school like 10 15 years ago bucks would do where it's like they don't they can't be terrible because nobody will show up so they need to be decent and they need to try but when they do they're sort of capped <laughs> and it's the worst place to be in the nba yeah no i didn't realize i forgot but yeah levert was a four-year guy at michigan so yeah, he's only, he's only been that's, in the that's league. That's where the age is. Yeah, yeah, it's, he's, it's only a sixth year this year. I think that's where I sort of got confused, right? Because when he, like I twenty seven, what you been hasn't been in the league like um, yeah. ten years, but yeah, um, I don't know I, the paces. I don't know. I don't. I think if you look at the move by itself, then no, it's probably like it's probably poorish value for Levert, but. Yeah, like I think what you're about to say is you can see what they're sort of doing now. Yeah, well, the the, the Pacers were one of like probably the, the prime example of a team that was, you know, hurtling towards that mediocrity of being capped at like the eighth seed in a traditional playoff setting. So you, you sell off Levert, you sell off Sabonis, you, and we'll talk about those later. But I feel like you- on that, sorry just to cut you off, but I feel like on that, like, it's almost like they have the play, they have the the talent together to be like a top four or five in the East, but it just didn't work. No, the way they were doing, like the players themselves individually are great. <laughs> yes, and it's like they've uh, was it there, there were there were periods where it sort of worked, but like overall and over longer sort of well, sample sizes. You look at the four man core, and it was you know Brogdon, Levert, Turner, and Sabonis. Really and- solid. Yeah, not not exciting, but you know that that's like a it, it, that's like a pretty good fifth, sixth seed level team. Yeah, yeah, and that's um, like sort of what they reached. Yeah, the issue Although is not I think, that incarnation. Yeah, the, the issue is yeah. I think the issue is I think the bench around them or the cast around them was a bit you know meh. Yeah, um, I think that TJ Warren never seems to play. No, no, is he still around? Like, what's the go with him? Because people have like started realizing like because obviously the pace is. As one of those Midwest teams, you know, we know it with Detroit and in Milwaukee, they don't get a lot of national attention generally. But obviously people were looking at the paces when they, you know, traded Levert, traded Sabonis and like looking at the cap sheet for the first time in like months and going, oh shit, TJ Warren's there still. I feel like he, has he played since the bubble? I can't remember. No, he hasn't. If, no. he, if he, that's it. Yeah. Oh, he played four games last year. At the, at, the start of la- at the start of last year, I think. Yeah, he played four games. Bubble Warren. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So that hasn't helped either, although... And Brogdon's been injured as well a lot. I mean, that's just, unfortunately, <laughs> part and parcel, really. Um, it's, yeah. And then they've brought back Lance. I, I assume you've seen recently. They just can't keep themselves away from Lance <laughs> Stevenson. Yeah. Is this his third tour of duty with them now? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I think he had a if you, if you want them. to count the individual 10 days, it might be like the sixth or the seventh. <laughs> That's Stevenson. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously one, two, yeah, third. Um, okay, Let, let's move on. I think we spent enough bandwidth talking about that specific trade. We'll get back to... Actually, we might as well. We might as yeah, well. Yeah, a lot of paces stuff. Yeah. Yeah, we might as well do the other one now. At least while we're on the subject of the paces. So obviously, the paces traded away one of their building blocks, and we know how Levert was sneaky old, Sabonis sneaky young. Yes. But yeah, uh, Indiana traded Sabonis, Jeremy Lamb, Justin Holiday, and a 27 second rounder. So yeah, uh, to Indiana uh, to Sacramento for Buddy Heald, Tristan Thompson, and. Maybe the shock of the deadline, Tyrese Halliburton. It's pretty wild they traded Halliburton. Fine. The Kings have been awful at drafting for so long. Yeah. <laughs> they finally find a guy that they turf him after like a year and a half. So Unbelievable. My, my initial reaction when I first saw it come through, well, whenever it was, um, and it hasn't really changed since then, I, no one's questioning... Sabonis's talent level, like he's a two-time all-star. Everyone knows he's good. Yeah, but a move like this on Sacramento's end implies that they think they're like one piece away from being a consistent playoff team, and like this is the win-now core that they're going with, with Darren Fox and Harrison Barnes, Rashawn Holmes, uh, and you add Sabonis to that, and a couple of decentish bench guys in Lamb and Holiday. But yeah, like you said, the, the Kings have had so few draft hits, and Fox was a draft hit but he was drafted pretty highly anyway. Uh, and yeah. even he's stagnated a bit this year. You know, Halliburton was one of only four guys to get rookie of the year votes last year. He was the third place rookie in that voting. He was legitimately good. There were sections of the, of the season where he was the favorite. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he was drafted at the what, beginning. Like, what was he like 12th, 13th? Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, I don't think Sacramento's timeline matches what they think their timeline is. <laughs> Sacramento are very similar to the Pacers, I think, where they're just sort of stuck, right? Except the Pacers, uh, sorry, except the Kings are always sort of stuck being terrible. <laughs> <sighs> where the Pacers get to mediocre. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I don't, this was, this caught me off guard because you don't consider something like this. Um, I really like Sabonis as well. I think he's really good. Um, and he was sort of, this season particularly, let down by the Pacers just not being good. Um, his numbers are there, thereabouts. Um, yeah. But I don't know about this. I don't, I sort of, I, I would express doubt at how long he's going to be in Sacramento <laughs> because it's just, I don't know. This is a very, it's not even a lateral. Oh, I, mean, I guess it's hard to, I guess it is a lateral move. It's I, just, I'd it's say hard. if you're looking at it purely, you know, it, it probably makes Sacramento a better top-end talent team. But, you know, what, what's the gains on it long-term? And then what's the gains, you know, because they're 
I assume this is this is a team looking to make a run at the plane, and they're only two games out of the plane now. Yeah. But you know, is this a team that's going to be next season making that you know ten win jump effectively into solid playoff contention? Well, not without Halliburton. He was that guy that, like, <laughs> if he if he becomes an all star, maybe. It's where is that guy coming from? Like, like I said, Fox is good, but it's we've sort of sort of stagnated. Like he's found who he is, and it's um, mm. maybe there's a jump coming down the line. But like yeah. Halliburton could have been that guy. Yeah, and Fox is still yeah. He's only twenty four as well, so you know he's not. But he needs he needs other guys. He, it's yeah, because like like Sabonis is. I don't. I think he's a finished product. I'm not yeah. sure there's much higher than than where he's at, and that's that's more or less speaking to how good he's been. Yeah. Uh, Again, two time All Star. But it's like, yeah, looking at the Kings roster now, it's like this is it. <laughs> I don't. Where is the improvement coming from? Well, and as, I, we, as we said before, you know they're terrible at drafting. <laughs> well, it is. It, yeah, they are terrible at drafting historically, but they have they've done well the last couple of years, and I think this trade, if anything, is a big vote of confidence in Dave Young Mitchell. Yeah. I mean, but, it has to be now. Yeah. He has to be good. <laughs> yeah, but that's a, that's the problem, right? If you you limit your bets. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what does this do for Rashawn Holmes as well? Yeah. So Holmes famously, you know, not he doesn't shoot threes. Sabonis doesn't take a lot of threes. It's not really his strength. He can. Make you want them, Sabonis but... with the ball in his hands. Yeah. So. It, there's not many power forwards like Sabonis in the league that, you know, he's like a light version of Jokic, right? Yeah. Like a very light version of Jokic <laughs> where you just kind of feed him the ball in the post and then everything kind of goes around that. Does that then turn Fox into a spot up shooter, which is, it's not his go. No. And then, yeah, Fox and, that, and that's Holmes probably where it's had, the most. Yeah. And Fox and Holmes head, head had, yeah, Fox and Holmes had something as like a pick and roll. And then you add, a, a very non pick and roll player in there. I don't know. Yeah, it's sort of. I feel like them losing Heald is sort of hasn't been spoken about enough either. No, it hasn't. But I think everyone kind of expected Heald to be gone one way or another. Yeah, just sort of eventually. Yeah, uh, I feel like Heald's going to be a very good vet going forward. Like when he's a cheaper guy, sort of mid level and. Um, probably he probably won't get down to to biannual, but I feel like healed is going forward like the next five ten years is like going to be one of those guys that teams are looking for every year. I mean, as like if we get this guy, he can give us fifteen off the bench, and we're gonna we can be really good. You say next five ten years, healed is twenty nine. Yeah, I, I feel I feel like he's gonna age well. He's a good shooter, but he, he's he's not even. He, Offensively sneaky old. Yes. Oh well, that's always been the. Isn't there a question over whether he's actually twenty nine as well? <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't know. I think we, we've talked about this before. I, I think there is. Uh, is that yeah? Real bench warmers. You know, I'm twelve. Because you know he, <laughs> he he was drafted. You know, four years in Oklahoma, but he also started late, coming over from the Bahamas. So. But I think he's like he, but might be the next iteration of like an Eric Gordon. Yeah. Just, just tangentially on that, Eric Gordon. How has he not been traded? <laughs> yeah, it's insane. How has he not been bought out? 
Yeah, well, it's probably too expensive. How to has nothing out. happened? This <laughs> is languishing there. Um, but on Indiana's side, I think if you look at this move together with the other one, it you know getting Halliburton. I don't think anyone was. I think people thought Halliburton was like the not untouchable because no one on that Kings roster should have been untouchable. But I think people were thinking Halliburton would be like included as if they were going to chase Ben Simmons, <laughs> and then. It turns out like, oh, Sabonis is the, yeah. But on Indiana's side, that, that's a great get. Yes. Um, I mean, they're probably, are they going to buy out Tristan Thompson? Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen anything. So that's the sort of thing. I don't think, the Pacers don't need to be good. No. But but they're sort of stuck with good talent. So it's weird, right? Well, the Pacers, um, I think, have done a pretty good job of, flipping a lot of that mediocrity and like they've set up now for a, a, a pretty good rebuild I think because you add Halliburton you know they have the, the, they're a bit like the heat they have a, they have a lot of guys now that can play yeah and it's just putting them together like down down the end of the roster yeah well Duarte Goga's oh, all right shape I like a shape reset Isaiah Jackson but then do, know, they, do they still have, or did they trade? Um, oh, it's a two-way. Um, Washington Jr., he's all right. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's all right. Um, uh, they've got a lot of money coming off the books this offseason. Rubio, Warren. Miss who they, they have to, they're the team that has to over... Maybe you're right. Maybe it is Sexton. They're the team that has to overpay to get players. Yeah. Brogdon. Yeah. But yeah, Rubio, Warren, Thompson, that's almost 40 mil right there. Another guy that well, Rubio's not Rubio's never going to play for them. Is no, he? I know, but yeah, yeah. Another guy that that's why for, I would assume Thompson probably get bought out, right? Maybe, but then the thing I find with bad teams like this, I, I guess they wouldn't trade for him knowing that he wasn't going to play for them. Like, it's probably some sort of agreement. Yeah, but I feel like he just made up the Sabonis money, right? Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he'll. Maybe not. Oh, Hilda, yeah, yeah. Well, Hilda's the highest player now. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no. On Thompson being bought out, it depends. I think if you know Indiana really wants to speed up minimal savings to then pay, like you know, pay down the line. I don't see for them. I don't see the point of trying to play him twenty minutes a night and eating into like. Goga's minutes because you might as well use those 20 minutes to find out if well I just don't know if he'll play Goga's good yeah because I mean they could either stretch him which I hate <laughs> the stretch provision <laughs> I've been burnt by it too many times before um, or they could just buy him out and then eat the the nine mil I guess if they eat it for the one year then that's probably fine I think you just eat it yeah yeah if they're only eating it for this year without any future implications then sure buy him out but it, yeah, my, my beef was if they were going to stretch him and then have, you know, like three million for the next three years. I think they're a team that can't afford to stretch because you've got to have as much money as possible to try and chase yeah. players. You you can't nobody's getting nobody's picking the paces over just about anybody else. <laughs> right now, no, I don't think so. I mean yeah. there's like the skeleton I mean, there of something half decent, but yeah. Even historically. Just hasn't really happened. I mean, it, and that's not even a specific thing on the paces. It's just like it hasn't no. happened for 
you know, two thirds of the league historically. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, they get Jalen Smith as well. That's nice. Yeah, I was, I was going to bring that Off, up now. Uh, Tory Craig. Uh, I don't remember. Well, Is that I'll, a third stint for Tory Craig in Phoenix? Probably. In like the last year. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know. I think that happened pretty late because I haven't even got it on my list. So I'm just I'm just rolling through the newsletter I wrote. Yeah, there you go. I've missed it. Well, the Pacers got Jalen Smith and a second rounder out of Tory Craig. That's that's good business. Yeah, and that's the kind of move they need to make. Yeah. Well, we might as well, we'll talk about that now as well. We might as well round out the Pacers chat because <laughs> I haven't got it on my list, so we might as well fit it in here. But yeah, what I was going to say is all that money coming off with the other guys. They've also got because Jalen Smith's option was declined by Phoenix, so he's unrestricted this summer. Yeah. Probably an evaluation well, then he's period. Probably, well, then he's probably gone, to be honest, isn't he? Well, this will be an Unless, evaluation or, period. Yeah, is he going to have a huge market? Probably not. He's probably one to look at if you need the cheap for for better teams that need cheaper young guys. Milwaukee? Potentially. <laughs> it's a, uh, need some goggles. <laughs> yeah, well, Smith played 56 games over two years in Phoenix. And I don't even think that's a that's not a knock on him. That's just Phoenix were too good. They were too good, but I think a lot of the Phoenix, I say people, person that I spoke to, um, <laughs> Mr. Four Point Play himself, there was a lot of sentiment around Phoenix that, you know, like, why did we draft this guy? Yeah. You know, I drafted, remember that at the time. Yeah, drafted 10th last year, you know, with Aiton already there and it was like well what's his best position is he a four is he a five can he shoot you know it's been spotty so the, the fit was always odd there it was, it was a bit of a waste of draft pick for phoenix you know um considering caliber <laughs> was there yes i mean but even well, i guess at- it's it's that's how you find out whether somebody's good enough for the league you put you stick them on a bad team can they play i mean there's there's no simpler yeah. Way to find out than, than that. Yeah, but yeah, um, Phoenix looking, they could have had Devin Vassell. Would have been good. I mean, don't don't bring up these names that probably would have made them win the finals. I think Basa, if, if they had Halliburton, would have been interesting. Oh, they had Sadiq Bay. Uh, the Bucks would have Bucks would have swept that Sadiq Bay. <laughs> Um, yeah, there really isn't much to say about Jalen Smith. Yeah, it was good. It was good from Indiana to get a swing at a young guy. If he doesn't work out, you're not losing much sleep over him. Yeah, as I said, they got a little cast of guys that they can. Hopefully, they just give big minutes to and find out who, because you know similar situations to the other Midwest teams. Like this is how you build your team. This is how you sort of forced environmentally into doing it. You have yes. to get lucky on swings. Yeah, the paces like are 19 and 38. Low risk, low risk swings as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. The paces are 19 and 38 this year. They're on a five-game losing streak. I'd be surprised if they hit 25 wins for the year. And they they could they should shut down you guys. Especially someone like Brogdon. Do they have, was, do they have, do they have guys to shut down? <laughs> oh, they're paying TJ McConnell for the next four years. That's not ideal. 
that's not great. Although it seems pretty tradable, to be honest. Oh, it's a, yeah, it's eight million a year, nine million a year. It's and the last year's unguaranteed, so it's fine. But that that, that matches nicely for dumps on better teams. And I feel like that's where McConnell should probably be. He, he needs to be playing playoff basketball. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, they'll probably shut down Brogdon. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Um, there really is a, like, uh, McConnell won't allow himself to be shut down. You, you'd think Miles Turner either. You know, he's entering a contract year next year, so you probably want to play as much as you can. I think we probably in- want to play with the freedom of not having, like, not maybe the, the usage is now a bit more important now that Sabonis is there. Yeah, it, Turner's, I think, extension eligible as well this offseason. Not that he'll get one, but... I was going to say that it, that'd be interesting. I'm not sure if he is, but I know he's, well, he's entering, what's it, 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 seventh year in the league? Yeah, I don't know. I don't he's, know. he's another, I'd, I'd love to see him as like a uh, mid-range money on a really good team. Um, mid-range money being like 10 to 16. I think any higher, and then he's that that's sort of out of the window for him. But if he if he's in like the ten to sixteen bracket, then we're talking about maybe he's on contenders. Well, you saw the. Have you seen the cringy video of him with like the, the Lakers? <laughs> oh yeah, yes. Oh dear. <laughs> I, oh, I, no. I saw that and I thought, how is this man not on the Heat? This is like prime <laughs> Heat goofiness. Actually, yeah, that. Is, I mean, it's a shame. Yeah, well, obviously they got Bam, so they don't really need the bigger Bam. Um, <laughs> Bigger, worse, Bam. Bigger, not as good passing or shoot, shoot. Yeah, probably not as good as shooting, Bam. Um, well, well, Bam doesn't take threes. Yeah. Anyway, who who would you say is better defender? Just quickly. Uh oh. I don't know. I don't. Well, no. Turner's a shot blocker. I don't know if he's a good actual defender though. Yeah, fair. He's. Uh, we're going to find out a lot about him. Um, yeah. Uh, that supposes that we're watching the paces. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's going to find out a lot about him. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on. I think a trade that we spoke about before it actually happened, just because we were surprised that it hadn't happened, but now it has happened. Uh, it's the end of the era in Portland. Finally. Oh, yeah, oh, what you going to add something? Oh no, I thought you were talking about another one. No, no, no continue. No, no. Um. But uh, we'll figure it out later. But yeah, Portland have finally broken up the backcourt and given the reins to Anthony Simons. So Portland trades away CJ McCollum, Larry Nance Jr. and your man, Tony Snell. Every man's Tony Snell. He's the everyman. Yeah, to New Orleans for Josh Hart, Sadoransky, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Sydney Kings legend Didi Lozada and a protected first rounder and two future seconds. Well... Five years yep. in the making. <laughs> it's, I mean, Dame's probably going to leave, right? He won't say it. <laughs> no. I mean, that'd crush Portland as well. It's a shame that this is the sort of situation it is. Um, yeah. I mean, I could I could see him staying because he's banking 40 mil a year. Yeah, exactly. Just, just keep doing it. Like... <laughs> Like no um, one, not, like who can trade for that? Not many. No, well, it'd end up being like a Beal or a Wall or something, which is yeah, or a Russ. Yeah, yeah. so you'd sort of stuck in. Yeah, you'd much rather have Dame. Yeah, um, it's an odd situation. It is. I feel like they they've done it the wrong way round, where like they 
I don't do know whether like that they got they fired to get Billups in. But then uh, they still tried to go at it and that, well, without well, just rebuilding. Yeah, well we've criticized that on here before. The yeah. the fact that they fired Stotts but then nothing else changed. Yeah, so I don't understand cuz organizationally they're still the same. Yeah. Um like they've still got the same GM, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, the, Ol- Olshi, is that his name? Yeah. Yeah. Dame, the problem is, is that the Dame carries so much for them, so they're never, they're never going to be completely terrible. They always seem to be in it, like February, March. It's like, oh, the Blazers are on a charge. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, this is a signal, and it's finally happened. The signal of change, I guess. They'll probably still try to go for it. Um, yeah. Well, the problem the- is, is that they reached the they reached the conference finals. It's like in, they were almost there, albeit they got swept, didn't they? Ah. Uh, I think yeah. I think they did. I don't. Um, and they've had they've had a, a lot of uh, they had a conference semifinals go to seven against the Nuggets. Yeah. So they had they had a really good run for what like realistically for what they had versus the competition they've done really well i think i think it's a they've played above their level yes yeah they've had a better run than other teams have with with more talent yeah sorry with more top to bottom talent yeah exactly because i think if you Um, look at you look at this portland roster and even the roster they've had it's basically been dame cj and then just a bunch of guys oh nurkic i guess but they've had good players in and out but they haven't been like the constants yeah, like you know, like we talk about teams that shuffle and they get stuck in that six to eight seed purgatory. Portland have been in like that four to six seed. I wouldn't call it purgatory, but you know, like that. Yeah, but they've been like the worst good team. Yeah, and like you never really thought of them as legitimate. You no, know, it was surprising. It was surprising but, when they made the conference finals. Yeah, like you, you knew they were a good team, but you were always a bit surprised. Like you never really thought of them as legitimate ring contenders. Like they ran out of options, right? Like they did everything that people would suggest you do if you keep hitting walls, right? Like you keep your two star guys and then just keep refreshing everybody around them, trying to find the correct guys. And ironically, they probably had the correct guys, but all at the all at different times. <laughs> so it, yeah, um, yeah. If they I don't, had, it's hard to. Yeah. I mean, it all depends on Dame, right? Like yeah. Well, as long as Dame's there, they're not going to tank. So. And I mean, yeah, it's. I think it's pretty much assumed now there'll be money at Simon's. When, whenever that's up, is it restricted coming up? Uh, I'll let you know in three seconds. So yeah, obviously they uh... I already had it open in front of me. Oops, <laughs> I've just refreshed the page. Yeah, so Simon's is restricted. Yeah, this off season. So the problem is, is that. They're going to rebuild. Uh, if Dame leaves, or you know, God forbid, they trade him or whatever, you're trading such a good player that the chances of getting anybody anywhere near as good as him back are so slim. But you have to do it. It's an awful situation to be in. Yeah, maybe he gets traded to Sacramento. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know, you've reached levels and it just wasn't good enough. But yeah. How you how good you've been and prolonged really because the error of them being decent sort of bled over into 
Dame taking it on. Yeah. Um, like I, with I, again, Old, I've Aldridge said it before, and whatever beforehand. Yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Dame has the best game-winning highlight reel yep. that I've seen. He's, a, he's one of the best carriers in the league of like team on his shoulders. Runs it straight. If, if Steph didn't exist, I think the opinion of Dame would be so much higher. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Oh, I say so much. It would be the tier above. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the hall for CJ? I don't know. It's it hard to... Well, like the, the prize here is Josh Hart, <laughs> unfortunately. Like the, the, the prize here is the ability to retain Anthony Simons. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So... You know, it, McCollum was signed through for, um, you know, a few years after this one. Uh, you can tell I'm trying to get New Orleans thing open at the same time. <laughs> I'm just New Orleans cap sheet <laughs> stalling. Yeah, so McCollum is signed through two years after this at 33 and then 35 mil. Um, yeah. So that that's long term money. Whereas the guys you bring in, um. You know, Sadoransky and Alexander Walker have been moved on again, but basically they've brought in a bunch of guys that aren't, you know, the, the books come off way sooner. You know, they traded in Joe Ingalls, you know, we'll talk about that later. Um, he's, he's a free agent this summer. Josh Hart is pretty much is unguaranteed for the next two years. Eric Bledsoe, they brought in as well as unguaranteed for the ne- next year. So there's a lot of money coming off that would have been paid to CJ. So you've pretty much cleared up that 30 odd million. Now you can throw the bag at Simon's, which they probably will do. You know, they Macklemore and to. Yeah, they have, have to. to. Macklemore and Dennis Smith Jr. free agents, you know, that they're probably not gonna figure much in their thinking. Maybe they bring them back on cheap deals. Like Macklemore's been all right, but you know, they're on minimums. They're minimum guys now at this point in their they're, career. They're inconsequential, really. For, yeah, yeah. Like they're, they're not gonna they're not gonna lose sleep over what happens to them, basically. No. I think it's this is the move you make, though. Don't like they've definitive, pretty definitively chosen Simon's over CJ. And I think you have to do that. They, you know, oh, thrown the yeah. rock, thrown the rock against the wall so many times with McCollum. Yeah, and again, it's it's not a they they sort of exceeded their expectations. It's just you know they had the Warriors above them. Yeah. Uh, the one year the Lakers were good. <laughs> yeah. It's they came up against just what Warriors for most of their run, really. Yeah. Um, and like not even necessarily like losing to them, but just like if they were to have a positive result, they would have had to overcome them. And it was just like they the Warriors blanketed the West for five to six years. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think you make this move because it they've tried and Unfortunately, CJ's just not good enough, whereas Simon still has the potential to be better. Yeah. Um, Nurkic is also a free agent this summer. What happens to him then? Yeah, that's going to be interesting because he he was on amazing value, 12 mil. Yeah. That's really good. That's one of the best contracts in the league. <laughs> um, I don't know what happens there. You probably If you keep Dame, you probably have to re-sign him. If you don't, then he's probably gone. There's going to be a lot of turnover in Portland this summer, you'd imagine. Yes. Oh, um, well, yeah. Like I said, all those guys coming off the books, you know, 
Josh Hart, really. Yeah, Josh Hart's value. I reckon that might keep him around. But then, you know, Bledsoe, I'd be surprised if he isn't waived. I'd like, I'd like him to get bought out, yeah. Um, so he can cut back to the Bucks. Uh, <laughs> Do you want him back? No, he'd be... The thing about Bledsoe is, if we can just talk about Bledsoe very quickly, yeah, because, I mean... It's, Pretty inconsequential now in the Blazers. Sorry, he's he's got three million. Oh, sorry, three point nine million guaranteed next year. The thing with Bledsoe is, is that everybody everybody gives Bledsoe crap for what happened in the playoffs, but sort of forgets that like him coming to the Bucks sort of kicked them up a gear and put them into content. Like before then, it was the idea of the Bucks being good, and then once sort of Bledsoe arrived, you sort of you started to see it, and then he was the point guard, starting point guard of the Bucks at their most successful point in like the last. X amount of years, 30 years. If you can have him as your six man, do it. You know, there's just do it. Like even for the defensively alone, you know, the, obviously the shooting streaky, that's been a big issue and whatever, but it's like, you don't have to worry about it, whether it's Bledsoe or Drew Holiday anymore. You have, you can have both. <laughs> so um, yes, if you can get the starter from, you know, when you won 60 games back to play as your six man, do it. Every day <laughs> On the New Orleans side, people have kind of spoken about whether they think CJ fits with Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a damn shame Sion hasn't played because they're trying to evaluate a team to build around this guy that they know how good... They know he's easily the best player in the team. They know he's easily their best ticket to being a good team, like a really good team again. And he hasn't played in over a year. Yeah. I don't. And I don't hate. I don't hate the fit of CJ with with Ingram. I mean, yeah, it's not. I think you're capped uh, ceiling wise with that. I, I think it helps that Valanciunas can play outside. Yeah. Um, I just. I don't know if any of these guys are the. the sorry. Answer with Zion. Uh. Well. well yeah. I, I don't know that. Um, a lot of these guys would be like a good second or third. Yeah. Well, I mean, CJ's proven he is a good second, but, you know, I guess right now it's like a 1A, 1B thing. You but know, I mean, you have, the problem The problem that they're in is that you have to cater to Zion. You, he's the guy. And the 85 games of NBA basketball he's played, he is comfortably the best player in this team. And it's not, <laughs> and it's not close. It's, it's not close. It's It's not. So it's not Herb Jones. Okay, now <laughs> maybe no. It's it's actually it's Tony Snell. It's not Jose Alvarado. Has has Snell been bought out yet? I, I, if we can, if the Bucks can bring him back, that is incredible. The thing let's is, though, all, like, let's bring back all the guys. Like Snell has bounced around so much recently that you just kind of forget where he's been. But like. I don't understand why he's really good. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why he doesn't play. And also secondly, why contenders don't want him because he can defend, he can shoot and he has extremely low usage. I don't like, maybe it's uh, if you need a guy to play next to super high usage players, Tony Snell is the guy. Maybe he's just an absolute asshole. <laughs> But he's not. He doesn't say enough to be one. Everybody knows that. You don't know what That's happens. That's what I just... Mate, he, he was sending, you know, all those question marks in the Bucks group chat. That's, everybody just keeps trading him because he won't get rid of his BlackBerry. But I don't understand that Tony Snell, he's... 
it's frustrating to be honest because he could be playing on a really good team and I don't understand why he isn't. Do you run the Snell season Twitter account with that outburst? The thing is, this isn't a no. Well, this isn't a unique <laughs> opinion. It's a commonly held opinion that Tony Snell's really good. Uh, and um, yeah, and Larry Nance as well. Another guy is probably like maybe not bounced around, but again, like <laughs> quite good. But then just like Larry Nance is handy. Thrown in. He's handy. Although he is out the rest of the year, I think, with injury. Again, I don't know whether New Orleans is the place for him, but like he's shown enough on particularly the, the Cavs last year when they were they looked like they might be okay. But then the Blazers. He can do stuff. He can he can be on a good team. I've already forgotten what the trade was that got him to the Blazers. Yeah, neither you. Nance, if he was out, sorry, if he was playing this year, would be like a good Zion Bridge. Yeah. Like that, yeah. Um, But it's just that sort of like to reiterate on it, I guess, is that the problem is, is that they're trying to build a team, but your cornerstone, you can't, you can never tell whether these players are going to be good with him. And then, I don't like to buy a lot into like the sort of whispers around it, whatever, but I think there is a decent chance that someone just leaves. <laughs> but that would also count on the fact that he has to play again. Yeah. Um, um, and it just gets, just seems to keep getting... It's like the thing that I'm most disappointed about in the, the whole entire league is that he's not playing. Yeah. Especially given Jar's outburst, because I think both of them play an incredible... Like they... I think Zion definitely would have been an all-star this year if he played. Yeah, probably. Um, and having Nance those was, two just dominate. Yeah. yeah. I think Nance was part of the Lowry signing trade. Oh, okay. Was it that was a, a th- third? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah three-teamer. Just quietly, can we get Zion on the Grizzlies? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be so... Imagine if it's like, like the whole angle is like Jarvis is on and then Zion just decides that he wants to play with him. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Um I think I mean Zion has played well next to Stephen Adams. Have they played together? Oh Stephen Adams, sorry. Yes. Yeah. i it'd be interesting what do you sort of do with Jaron Jackson? Um He's I mean coming. Zion would actually to be honest, Zion would be incredible next to Jaron Jackson as well. Okay, um, I'm, I'm I want has, this now. <laughs> has Jackson been extended? I hope so. Because he's he's the same draft class that like fourth year this year, isn't he? Yeah. So maybe Indiana throws the bag at him. I don't think is is there a reason for him to leave the Grizzlies? No, well, no, of course not. But I'm just living in your po- in your Zion to Memphis world. I just see force. Well, you know, because he hasn't played much, he has to be on a prove it deal. Um, oh yeah, he has. He has been extended already. Yeah, he signed a four-year, one hundred and four million dollar thing last offseason. Kicks in next year. And it's Zion on the on the Grizz. And it's declining it as well. It's every year Jaron's salary goes down. So what a steal! I mean, it doesn't surprise me that the Grizzlies know what they're doing. <laughs> Um, yeah, just to, to wrap up, uh, Nance to Portland, Lowry to Cleveland, and Derek Jones Jr. went to Chicago. That was the trade. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, maybe the, the trade of the biggest consequence. Uh, Miami trades away Casey Okpala and the Oklahoma City Thunder trade a future second round pick. Wild. They actually <laughs> used one. <laughs> but that, that 15-year-old is just you know, <laughs> inconsolable. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's not... Okpala is... Uh, I talk about it all the time, the, how the Heat just randomly get something out of every single guy that ever ever plays for them. Well, he got waived by the Thunder, which I think is a bit odd, but sure. No, I'm saying just like uh, more the Heat phenomenon of anybody oh, yeah. that ever wears their jersey and ends up <laughs> playing decently. And that's, I mean, obviously... Did he play part of that? Did he, did, he didn't he play stretches where he had stats. I, I remember. He's only played 60 games in three years. Yeah, he's just one of those heat guys. They have a lot of guys. Played 700 minutes in his career. Seven for nine. 16 point performance in a win over Indiana. Oh, oh wow. One performance. <laughs> well, it was his third last game. Oh, there you go. Recent um, form. <laughs> we're spending far too much time talking about Apollo. Um, the next trade, and I'm very proud of my headline that I put for this one. Utah trades jingles because they don't allow music. <laughs> Obviously, f- fans of basketball will appreciate that one. But yeah, the, the second half basically of that CJ trade, you know, uh, Utah then receives Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Hernan Gomez from the Spurs. The Spurs get Sadoransky in a second rounder and Portland receives Joe Ingles, Elijah Hughes and a second rounder. I mean, they've traded him in... The Jazz have traded. They've they've made the the move of trading him but, like, they're going to get him back, let's be honest. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of, like, sadness. And it's obviously very sad, you know, the whole situation. Oh, it's not, it's not, like completely given that he will be back but it's no, like but it's can i, can I make my point first no you can thank, thank you it's my show um <laughs> yeah there was a lot of you know like oh it's sad for his time to end in utah like this and yet like you said there's no guarantee that he'll be back but i think people are assuming that he's gonna leave you like, i'd be shocked if he got a, if he stepped foot in portland at all i would be yeah you know flabbergasted because he's an expiring contract obviously he's out for the year anyway with his knee injury he'll he'll become a free agent this summer he'll just stay in utah he'll rehab maybe he'll he's gonna rehab with the jazz that's what i think because you know he'll rehab with the jazz he'll probably sit in the owner's box for the games and then they'll probably do something weird like making him an assistant coach for a year or something and then yeah they'll, they'll sign him at the deadline if he's fit pretty much um, yeah, every I mean everybody's seen through that. It's not a but yeah, I did see what you were talking about where it's like um yeah, jazz fan, but even like Ingalls himself saying, Oh, thank you, Utah for and like, yeah, I guess that there is no guarantee that it happens. Maybe No, there's um, never I mean, a God, guarantee, God, but it's not like he's God forbid his something family. happens. But yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, I guess what are the other parts of that deal? Sadoransky to the Spurs is interesting. I like him. Sadoransky, um, he, yeah, he didn't really play much in New Orleans. He lost his spot to Alvarado pretty much. But um, Sadoransky is like one of the most Spursy guys to have never played for the Spurs. Yeah, just he he does things. 
and the Spurs like guys that do things. <laughs> yeah, that's the analysis you come to this show for. I mean, that's what Sanaransky does. When he like given an opportunity, you triple double threat. Yeah, but he's an expiring. He's on ten million this year. All right. Um, because yeah, of said triple doubles. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's on an expiring contract. I don't. I, I was looking at this trade going, and partly when I was analyzing, like looking at it before the second part of it happened. So when Sanaransky went to New Orleans uh, to Portland, I was like, ah, oh, he'll probably end up in Europe after this season. He might have enough goodwill left in the league for a minimum. But like, yeah, I mean, the one the pro- the problem is is that you're getting offered minimums, or you can go and be the superstar in the Euro League for five million for you know Miritich money, four or five million a year. Yeah, then you probably take that. Yeah, um, he, he is thirty. Yeah. The other half of this deal is Wancho and um, Nikhil to Utah. Yeah, that's the main part of the deal. Effectively, I like that. I like that. <laughs> Yeah, because Utah effectively turned someone who wasn't playing into two guys who could play, conceivably. Yeah, I think. Um, I mean, Nikhil has games where he's insane. How insane? Reasonably insane. Oh, uh, <laughs> not lithium ion power in a trimmer. Oh, okay. No, not that insane. Yeah. Calm down. <laughs> Although they do, they do, they do like their beer and their beards in uh, Utah. <laughs> um, when yeah, I actually thought Nikhil was one of the not prizes, but like a pretty good get for Portland when they traded CJ away, and I, they obviously just didn't rate him as a prospect. Yeah, well, I guess you theoretically like Damon's Damon Simons are you guys. Yeah, but you know, I mean, yeah, obviously he's going to come off the bench in Utah, but like, yeah, I guess it's timelines though. Like, like coming off the bench in Utah and a good team is probably different than coming off the bench in Portland. That's why I think he might be sneaky good in that sort of limited minutes, but better team. Yeah, I think what frustrated people in New Orleans was, yeah, like the, the whole like unrealized potential. Like, he's quite big and he can, a streaky shooter, he can play make, but it's kind of never really come together. So yeah. maybe Quinn Snyder turns him into like a a slightly more athletic version of Joe Ingles. I like the idea of him playing with Clarkson in a second unit. I think there's potential there. Yeah, but at the same time, defensively, I don't know how, how well that's going to go. No, fair, yeah, fair enough. But Although I guess on, you, you, on the you bench, you're going to be decent regardless. On the bench, it doesn't matter. And Gobert plays a lot with the bench as well, to be fair. <laughs> They do this weird like split center lineup where like half of Gobert's minutes are with the starters and half with the bench. And it's the same with Whiteside. Yeah. I get similar bodies, similar play style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not really much more. With like the main part is Ingles, obviously, you know, sad, yes, very sad, but like it's never but probably not. Yeah. <laughs> it's been eight years since he joined the league. It's wild. They're talking about statues. In Utah, <laughs> in Utah for him. I mean, he's at this stage. I'd say Ingles is like a he. If they have some sort of ring of honor at Utah, he's definitely in that. That I don't think he's at Jersey retirement stage. But Jesus beloved. Oh no, he, he wouldn't be Jersey retirement. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
he's obviously he hasn't got the the winning to be a jersey retirement guy, and he's not really got the numbers either. How are the? I mean, I'm looking it up now. How are the Jazz on retired numbers? Okay, they have ten of them. Oh, maybe maybe Jingles is a shot. Who are they um, retired? I think I'd assume it's like Malone and Stockton and Maravich. Um, Hornacek? Yeah, Hornacek. Dantley. Where are we? Retired numbers. Here we go. Uh, of course, Mark Eaton, Jerry Sloan for the uh, wins. Oh, Larry Miller, owner. So you, do you think Mitchell and Gobert are on this list? Uh, probably. Gobert. I'd, I'd I think Gobert's Gobert. more than... Because Gobert's got the awards. At least he's got the deep. It's the sort of thing to me where it's like if you put Gobert on there, you have to put Mitchell on there though, because Mitchell was the best player on the team whilst Gobert was on the team. Yeah, yeah. Like it's it's the thing with like in Detroit, they've retired Billups, Hamilton, and Ben Wallace, and everyone's yeah. like kind of resigned to the fact. That, oh, they'll probably retire Tayshawn and Rashid as well. I just make it the, the five. The five, yeah. But like whenever that happens, I don't know. It it might not happen, but. It seems odd to like retire three of them and then not the other two. It's the sort of thing with Ingles. I, I I don't think they do it, but if they did, like I could definitely see why. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Imagine in like twenty years, some like stars being drafted. Like, because in Detroit, the number two is retired for Chuck Daly, and Cade like had to ring up, you know, get the family's permission for them to unretire the number for him. Just some like star prospect in 20 years, like rings up Happy Valley, South Australia. Like, hey man, can I can I wear your number two? And he's like, well, who are you? No. Yeah, Joe Eagles would say no. <laughs> yeah, he'd be like the 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 yeah, like the old man on like get off my lawn, no. <laughs> How dare you? Ah, oh, dear. Uh, right, let's move on to the next one. This is the one that both our teams are involved in. Ah, oh, yes. The, the the trade that stopped the nation. So it was a four-teamer. Uh, Sacramento receives Dante DiVincenzo, Trey Lyles, and Josh Jackson. Milwaukee receives Serge Barker and two future seconds that are both from Detroit, but neither of them are actually Detroit's picks. They're, um, I forget where they're from, but I think they're from like Cleveland and Golden State or something like that. Anyway. Not dis- good picks, but not, still not, picks. not great picks, but yeah, but still picks. Uh, the Clippers receive Rodney Hood and Semi Ojale, and Detroit receives Marvin Bagley the third. I want to start with Milwaukee on this because like backup big was a need, right? And Barker's like the perfect guy you could have gotten. Ibaka's like too good a result. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, how? This is like PJ Tucker levels last year. They've done it again. (laughs) I mean, again, you don't... How's Ibaka going to be? I mean, I think he's a bit better vertically than PJ Tucker is sort of uh, horizontally. But like, yeah, you're basically talking, there's your guy, your defensive... Especially if Brooks going to be out. Well, that's um, the thing, right? Like Brooks I have being no idea what's going on with his back. Like everybody, they just refuse to tell you anything. <laughs> with his back. Um, but yeah, I mean, on the on the face of it, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's like I said, it very similar to the PJ Tucker one last year. Like you don't consider it. Oh, PJ Tucker maybe was considered more of an option but it still seemed unlikely just given the avenues that would have to take to, for it to eventuate. Yeah. And I feel like that's a similar thing here. 
like Serge even like he waived his trade kicker or whatever to make it happen. Um, but yeah, I think it puts the Bucks in pretty good stead. Like they finally actually traded Dante. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of that's motivated by they've found a better version of Dante and Grayson Allen. Yeah. Well, let's let's uh, stay on let's stay on Nabaka for a moment. He, he's it's not like he's played sporadically. Like he's played pretty good minutes for the Clippers this year. And part yeah. of that is like the Clippers have had like he was injured at the start or inactive. Yeah, he only played two of the first 16 games. But then yeah, he's averaged. Um, why doesn't it have his averages up there straight away? I have to go back for it. Plenty old basketball reference. Like 15 minutes a game. I think. 15, yeah, 15 minutes a game. Yeah, but he's had a few games where he's played 30 plus. So yeah, he's still giving you something. And then, you know, per 36, he's averaging 15 and 10. So, you know. I'm a, quite... I'm a big fan of when the potential guys that can, quote unquote, stop Giannis are on our team. <laughs> <laughs> and... We got one of them back. We'll bring oh, Stanley Johnson back. Oh, back then. oh dear. <laughs> uh, I, I like how you the, the nod to bring him back. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Never forget that Bucks tender. Did he actually play for the Bucks? He was never technically on the Bucks because oh. the deal was changed before it went through. Yeah. Okay. I thought he might have like might have been like a Rashid Wallace scenario. Like he played one game and then got moved again. No, he got yeah he got rerouted. Before to New Orleans. the deal was made official, yeah. So, the, like the re- the reporting for for a day, he was technically tentatively on the box. Yeah, like we, um, we we turned Johnson into Thon, and then you turned Th- uh, Johnson into Meritage. Yes, that again another the Bucks every year doing de- amazing deadline deals. It's insane <laughs> with like no draft collateral. Also, so like the you know the picks are pretty big in that respect. Yeah, um, but I mean, again, yeah, search yeah. is. Uh, I mean, again, conceptually, slots right into the Bucks playoff rotation. Um, you know, if we the Bucks need to place with Giannis at centers, uh, you know, particularly, he slides right into that. Um, you know, if you're feeling that, uh, you know, yeah. I guess it's sort of the Portis is the offensive option, and then Ibaka is the one for the lockdown. Yeah, it, it's a nice salt and pepper. <laughs> oh, I did, like yin and yang was too cliche. I think it's also the sort of thing like very similar to the PJ Tucker deal where you're not going to know how good it is for the Bucks until the playoffs. Like I don't think the, the regular season for this does not matter whatsoever. Surge doesn't really need to play until then. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, okay, well, on, on I guess the Bucks losing side, like yep. it's impressive that you only had like, Hood and Ojale weren't part of the rotation. They and, were the swings that didn't work out. They got rid of them. That's, yeah, that's and Don, what you Don, do. And Dante, like, you know, the idea of Dante was always nice, but then the injuries kind of ruined it the last year or two. So in that respect, giving, giving up three guys, out. yeah, giving up three guys that don't f- figure to be, you know, in the, the long-term plan, it, it's a pretty good move in the end. What do the Bucks have to have to make deals for now? Because it's like, you know. Yeah. Every year is a potential um, a run, right? So, yeah, I think Dante. It's like we talked about this at the beginning of the season when they got Grace and Allen. It's like now it's a it's a battle internal battle between those two, and I think Grace Grace and Allen won pretty handedly. Um, I mean, they've already extended him. Um, have they? So missed you that. know, must have missed that. I think I feel like they did ages ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, 
So yeah. Uh, wait, let me just make sure I'm not misremembering that. Yeah, I think they did. <laughs> okay, while, you look, did while you look that up, um, <laughs> the wing depth though on the Bucks now, you know, they brought back Wesley Matthews. You know, you got Pat Connaughton and Grace Nolan, but then yeah, a lot of it's gone. Yes, now. they have. Yeah, two two eighteen. Yeah. Okay. Um, Jordan Nwora survives. Yeah, he survived. He's, he's the one sort of chink defensively on that sort of. He just has to hit threes. That's his, that's his role. You got to make shots, um, particularly in the playoffs. It'll be interesting to see how much he's going to play. How short the rotation is going to be. Well, is he um, playing now? I mean, to the, I don't, it doesn't gauge on what the Bucks are doing now. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but that wasn't um, the question. Is he playing now? Was the question. <laughs> And you can answer honestly and just say, I don't watch the Bucks right now because I know that's probably what the answer is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I see him sporadically. It's like, yes, because you watch games sporadically. Yeah. <laughs> um, he sort of like flows in and out of the lineup. Mm. I don't know. The Bucks take some games seriously. They take the games against good teams seriously and then they, they have just horrendous performances against bad teams. I mean, yeah, you finally lost to the Pistons. That. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can only ever win like 16 in a row. Yeah, no, no one wins 17 in a row against us <laughs> and gets away with it. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't know if the war is, I don't know if war is going to play Yeah. the playoffs. Um, but is he going to need to when you play 40 minutes of Chris? No, probably not. He'll, he'll got... like come in if you just need offense. Also, yeah, Wes is back. Um. Like Grace Potent- and Pat, pot- potentially Tony Snell, but yeah, obviously Pat in the final, <laughs> Pat in the finals, and the the playoffs in general proved himself as a, as a playoff player, unbelievably. Um, that he hit huge shots. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't think that when the rotation gets particularly short, I don't think they need to be depending on Nora. It'd be nice if you could come in and make some shots in games where. You know, guys aren't feeling it. Yeah. Um, um, but, but it's I- similar to Bryn Forbes in that regard. Yeah. Oh, what a tour of duty that was. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Um, I mean, the, the Spurs just unceremonial. Oh, welcome back. We're going to trade you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that Bryn Forbes outscored you in the playoffs? <laughs> yeah, I think I've heard that before. <laughs> also, uh, yes, sorry. Uh, quickly on the hood and OJ. Well, that's what I was about to say. I was about to yeah. bring up, bring them up. But from LA's perspective, like bit of a sell low on Ibaka. Yeah. Well, obviously, you just wanted out. They would do right by him, I guess. Well, what were you going to say about Hood and Ojale? Well, just that, you know, you, you take... Those were the guys that, I mean, theoretically could replace the people they lost. And then it just didn't work out. So it's good that they've cut the ties. There was no reason to continue with an Ojale. And there was no reason really to continue with Hood, especially given that, again, gain was throughout the season. Grayson has turned out to be better than anticipated and you've locked him back um yes yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah um is, is ojale the most hated player in bucks history I mean, maybe <laughs> <laughs> no it's, i don't think it's that right i mean the fact that he didn't play sort of eased it yeah but he had, Jeez, like, the- at the beginning you just could not make a shot yeah um, okay, Sacramento get a, a bunch of guys in. Um, uh, they finally uh, get Dante a year later. Yeah, a year and a half later. It's funny that they, instead of getting him for uh, you know Bogdan Bogdanovich, they end up getting him for 
Well, effectively, Marvin Bagley. The Bucks never got. They never got just got Justin James. Oh, how the streets will never forget. <laughs> but you know, does Dante even play in Sacramento? I mean, Sacramento, who knows? I think he can be good on a on a bad team. There is obviously the, Mate, the Sacramento's a contender. What are you on about? Haven't you seen their other moves? <laughs> um, yeah, maybe there's a sort of issue with. I guess. Well, I mean, Halliburton's minutes are open. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Davion probably takes those. I feel like yeah, Dante given a bit more responsibility, and you don't have to defer to. I mean, say a lot of things about Dante in Milwaukee, at least. He was one of the guys that, especially from straight away, he just recognized that Giannis was the best player on the team. You need to give him the ball at all opportunities. Big fan <laughs> of that. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, but given more opportunity, I think he's I think certainly probably going to find it. I hope he finds his place in the league. He's certainly good enough. Yeah. Um, even at this stage, I guess the issue with him is like, how much better is he going to get? And it's about putting that together, I guess, consistently. He's still, Still reasonably young, you know, still on the back end of his rookie deal. Um, yeah, yeah, sneaky young. Yeah, sneaky young after being sneaky old. So. <laughs> um, <laughs> Lyles and Jackson, I mean, I'm more excited about them leaving than Bagley coming in, to, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> um, Lyles, well, I mean, Ly- Lyles had, he was crafty. Lyles was good, but like just good in the wrong, wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, like he was actually quite productive, but yeah, just didn't really fit the team at all. Um, it could be useful to a team chasing a play in like Sacramento, you know, instant offense off the bench, cannot defend or rebound to save himself. He feels pretty plug and play. Like you can just put him on a team and he'd be the sort of the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Um, he, he should, he, he, whether he gets hit the same minutes he was getting in Detroit, I don't know, but. Yeah, I wouldn't say so. Um, the big story for this one, Josh Jackson getting traded from his hometown to the Kings on his 25th birthday. Oh, jeez. Which I gather you did not know. No. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what's it? <laughs> so there, there was a point in the season with Josh Jackson where he got a, a dumb ejection or a dumb, you know, something dumb, you know, which, I mean, Josh Jackson, pretty synonymous. But... Um, yeah, like a, a pretty inexcusable play. And then at that point, I was like, yeah, just, just trade him. Like, I'm done with him. So, yeah. He, he... It's been an odd run, right? Because the Pistons were sort of like his prove-it spot, but then he sort of missed the opportunity to capitalize on that. He he, he had an all right year last year. Um, I think everything changed when the Pistons traded for Diallo. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry. What I meant about last year was that it was like, oh, it's, you know, this is Josh Jackson turning into what Josh Jackson was supposed to be. This is nice. Oh, right. But yes. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. Waited a little bit too long and sort of that goodwill has been upended. Yeah. Yeah. Because, that, like, yeah. if he if he had hit free agency last year, I feel like you'd get a much different result to this year. Probably. Yeah. He averaged, you know, 13 points a game last year, four rebounds, two assists. So it's a shame to see that happen. Didn't shoot particularly well, but I mean, has that's never been his game? No, I mean, forty-two percent from the field—it's pretty good, but only thirty from three. Well, I consider him a scorer, not a shooter. Yeah, yeah. No, but um, this year with Jackson, obviously, you know, everyone—if if you follow any Pistons person—you would have seen that there was a national annoyance 
at Jackson playing over Diallo. You know, Diallo basically not being in the rotation. But it's pretty much been said that, you know, it was kind of Josh's last stand because Diallo has been locked in now for, for the next two years. Yeah. So, like, you give Josh one last chance to prove it. It, it didn't happen. So you, you get rid of him and then Diallo takes his rightful rightful spot. Um, well, you're right. You're saying rightful because the problem is, is that Diallo is the projects higher. And the issue with Diallo his whole career has been giving him the, the ability to show that consistently. Yeah, which is now getting. Yeah. Fine. But uh, yeah, Jackson hits free agency again this summer. <laughs> He'll get another chance in the league, I reckon, but it'll be like the same prove it type of. He's only 24. Or 25 now, sorry, birthday trade. He's like very quickly becoming a serial prove it player. Yeah, like Ben McLemore areas. Yes, and like Hood. Yeah. Um, and then obviously Detroit, it felt like they were always going to end up with Bagley and it finally happened. Yes, never been a more Pistons. But you're talking about Sadoransky ending up on the Spurs, Bagley on the Pistons. <laughs> you know, his dad was like angling for it for like a month. <laughs> like if you go into uh, his dad's liked tweets, oh my God. <laughs> it's just like, come to the Pistons, Marvin. And then like, oh uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, but what's the sort of opportunity they're going to be? I, yeah. Well, uh, he'll, he'll play because. But the, like to the. the... Well, it, he, Kelly Olynyk right now. And I, I said this during today's game against Memphis. Um, no, not Memphis, Charlotte. Um, Kelly Olynyk is running in mud right now. Like he just doesn't look right. And part of that is like, he's not an athlete anyway, but he came back. So he had his knee injury, came back for a couple of games, then got COVID. So that rules. And then yeah. he came, he came back from the COVID and is just kind of being sluggish. All his shots have been short. Like he's got no legs and the Pistons have been crying out for an athlete like a vertical threat for like the last two years. Yeah. Out, out, like on, in the pick and roll, obviously Diallo is an insane athlete, but he's not that type of vertical threat. Yeah. Like you don't run pick and rolls with him. No. So Bagley will play, I reckon, off the bench with Killian Hayes and that'll be like something different. So the opportunity is going to be there because Bagley's also a free agent. Excuse me, a free agent this summer, but he's restricted. So it's it's basically a an evaluation period for him and the, the logical convention is that the Pistons will most likely bring him back. Um, Diallo's on a two-year $10 million deal with a team option in the second year. So incredible value. Great value. Um, Best contract on the roster. Well, I mean, Cade's rookie deal, if you count rookie deals. Oh, well, sorry. Well, yeah, not counting because, I mean, it's probably Sadiq Bay. Ah, um, uh, yeah, actually. But yeah, yeah Diallo's on five million a year for two years with a team option next year. Frank Jackson, three million a year with the same option. So like, two awesome contracts. And then you got like Bagley earns 11 million this year. But like I said earlier, his um, qualifying offer will only be 7 million odd because he's not going to, unless he starts like every game remaining. Yeah. He's not going to hit the threshold to qualify for the, his full qualifying offer. But I'd also imagine that he wouldn't get a deal too dissimilar to Diallo anyway, provided the team doesn't completely, like it doesn't blow up in their face. Well, I'd hope they give Bagley the opportunity because like it's such a limited window, right? And Dwayne isn't necessarily, um, at least straight away. Um, yeah, well, know, there's, there's 25 games left. Diallo. 
yeah, there's yeah. 20, yeah, 24, I 25 mean, games he's, left. Uh, if you want to evaluate Bagley, he probably has to be playing like 28 minutes of those 25 games. Um, oh, n- not planning on making the playoffs, are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'd be surprised I'm, if it's like, let's say Bagley enters like the last game and he, because the threshold is uh, the starter criteria for those that don't know, it's you start 41 games or you play 2,000 minutes in a season. Yeah. And that determines your qualifying offer value. I reckon if Diallo's sitting, uh, Diallo, if Bagley's sitting on like 1,996 minutes coming into the last game of the season, Troy's like on the phone to Dwayne, mate, rest him. It's, I, it's a bit, I mean, I assume this this was going to come up anyway. Um, But firstly, I'm surprised that Adlinic is still on the roster. Yes, I know. Like he had no value. Yeah, I guess the contract is a little bit too. If it, if he earned eight million, he would have been gone. Yeah, at twelve is and the the length, maybe next year. Yeah, because like yeah, next he, year, he, given that there's the non guarantee on the third, a partial guarantee. Yeah. Okay. Well, enough to like. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's the same as Bledsoe three point nine. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he's just been injured. But yeah, like on that, on that, I would hope that. I mean, is Linux basically out for the rest of the year? Oh, he's he's not out. He just looks <laughs> like he should be out. <laughs> just, just shut him down. Play play Bagley forty minutes and let's see. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, Jeremy Grant not getting moved was, I guess, surprising. It is. Well, it depends on what you think the offers out there were. And yeah. my, my criticism of how that's been handled is. If you listen, if, if you believe the rumors, the asking price was two first rounders. So if that was true, then what Troy Webb has done is overvalued Grant and then set himself up for disappointment at offers coming in. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't. Who, what stars getting? Uh, what star? What sort of below all star player is getting traded for two first round? Would you? Would you have taken Levert? Uh, probably not. Because I guess you get sort of stuck in the same situation, don't you? Like, it, just does not fit. Yeah. The, the te- like, there's no point taking Levert. It's like when they inc- when they the rumors of the the Pistons offer to Philly for Ben Simmons. Yeah. Like, I'm not against the actual value comparison, but it's more like, well, what's the point in trading for Ben Simmons for this team? Oh, of course. Yeah. Um. I guess this is, even if you if the Pistons had gotten like one first rounder and bench piece for Grant, that's a win. G- given, like I guess. Uh, well, mate, they should. I, I'm of, telling you, obviously, the trade out there was Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt. <laughs> I mean, do you really want Malik Beasley? Well, Beasley's the money part of it. Yeah. Van- sure Vanderbilt's want- the prize. <laughs> You sure you don't want Jalen Noel? You don't want a better player? <laughs> I would have taken Beasley and any one of the Wolves' young guys, to be honest. I know like all of them. <laughs> Van- Van- Vanderbilt, McDaniels, Noel, whoever. It's uh, Vanderbilt. Such I don't know how he was unsigned for so long. Yeah, it was. I, I think it's just the shooting thing. If he could shoot, he would be sixteen million dollar a year player. Yeah, um, um, but yeah, the only other offers like apparently. Portland was interested, but you know what did they really have to offer? Yeah, um, Washington, same same kind of deal. You know, it's it's just 
I'm not going to say that. Made... Just... Like, the... So you want you want picks for Grant only? <laughs> well, I'm, I looked at Portland's stable and I go, well, Monsieur Little doesn't excite me. Um, he's okay. And, yeah, he's okay. And but I guess he's not. He's not so clear better than the guys you have. No, like he's like he's in not... that sort of age bracket. Yeah. Like, is he better than Sadiq Bay? Probably not. No. Well, yeah. Um, and then obviously, you know, they weren't. Although I say they weren't going to get rid of Simons, but you didn't think King's going to get rid of Halliburton, so you never really know. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they could have got Halliburton. Oh, yeah, that would have been awesome. Probably wouldn't need to give up Hayes, but uh, I think you do that. Oh, of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course you do. Of course you do <laughs> yes. that. Obviously, um, Sabonis is a better player than Grant, though. Yeah, I guess it's it is. Actually, yeah, it's probably it's probably it's not hard to see why Jeremy Grant didn't get traded then, because the issue is is that you can't you don't really want anybody now that's available. No, the the danger and is that he keeps want... playing at, like he, he tanks his value in the off season, but I don't like his it, his contract isn't big and it becomes expiring. So, and I think would they re-sign him in twenty three twenty four? I don't think so. Well, he's eligible for the extension, and that's the thing, right? So yeah. this offseason, that's been the reporting. He's eligible this offseason for the four-year 112, which, you know, if you sign up to that, you're insane. Yeah, it's interesting. But like, but the, the part of the reporting was that he wanted to agree to that. Like, he wanted the assurances of the role that he's currently got and the extension. And it's like, well, no one's giving you the role that you've got here. Well, that's. I don't think he can go to another team and be the best player in the team. Of course oh, he can't. Very he, few. No, he goes to like maybe Orlando, and like even for like a year, he's their best player. But you know, yeah, doesn't last long. I mean, who would you want from Orlando anyway? That's a, yeah. I guess it's oh, it's, oh, not it's hard more to just like the level like of that. team. I yeah yeah yeah. Although, I, like, I wouldn't say no to. Well, Bamba probably is the one. Surprised he didn't get traded. Because, yeah, they probably don't want to give up, like, Suggs or Wagner, obviously, or Carter. So, they're probably off the team. Oh, well, yeah. Sorry, friends. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't want Mo, because Mo's a dickhead. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the other thing, and I don't want to spend too much time on Grant anymore, because he didn't get traded. But the, the last thing is, there's also value in keeping him around, because now he becomes... And look, it's an unlikely scenario, but there's also the, the sign and trade possibility. Like, or just in general. Just in general. Like you can use that. Like if the rumors are, and look, rumors are rumors. Detroit, they're chasing DeAndre Ayton or they're chasing Miles Bridges. And I mean, like, they're restricted free agents. So yeah, they're probably like, has there ever been a restricted free agent that has just gone? Like it's very, very rare. Yeah. I mean, especially the Sun situation. I think they'd just bring back their guys, wouldn't they? I know they've had the eight sort of issues, whatever. But it's like, yeah, it feels it feels very Pistons that like we won eight, so we got Bagley. <laughs> oh, the Saints only have the one and two, the one and two picks in the draft, and they and they're actually like the two worst players in the top five. <laughs> I mean, there's a considerable drop after four, but yes. Is that, a, is that a shot at Trey Young? Oh, no, sorry. Like ranking the top five of the top five. It's it's a top four and one. Oh, right. <laughs> and un- unfortunately, you have the one. <laughs> yeah, we didn't draft him, so it's fine. 
I mean, you're paying a million, eleven million dollars for oh well, whatever part. I yeah. mean, you're probably going to be playing an obscene amount for him next year. So, <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't even draft anyone that year. Our, our pick was Shay that year. I'm pretty sure. Well, not our pick, but yeah, originally our pick. That, that that's tough. <laughs> that's yeah, that's rough. <laughs> was it Shay? No, it might have been Bridges actually. Either way, it's, it's rough either way. It's rough either way. <laughs> Doesn't make it any better. Okay, let's move on from that. Um, another a pretty inconsequential one. Thad Young goes to the Raptors for Goran Dragic and a couple of picks swap around. Um, oh, and Toronto receives Drew Eubanks as well. So Jock Landell's minutes have opened up. <laughs> That's odd that that was the move for Thad Young and Dragic. That they sort of not that the. Raptors and Spurs are inconsequential, but they're certainly down the the ladder. Because um, yeah. Thad Young would like, I was thinking maybe a possibility of Bucks. Um, you know that sort of that was the role they were looking for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's 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 odd to me that that turned out to be maybe Dragic gets bought bought out and then ends up somewhere. Yeah, I don't see how Dragic it's, stays it's, it's, in the Spurs. But the thing was, it's like, oh, I don't see how he stays on the Raptors. Yeah. It's weird that that's sort of dragged out. Yeah, it was very odd. Um, Thad Young was going to be bought out if he couldn't get a trade from the Spurs. That was agreed. Yeah. Yeah, just like just an odd shuffling of the deck chairs, really. I feel like neither guy might be on the team that they got traded to in like a week. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah, and also although just, why did they trade if they're going to buy both that? I don't. Know. Yeah, I mean it's. Yeah, and then, and, and there's, well, the the Spurs also got a first rounder out of it. <laughs> it's 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 heavily it's, protected though. I feel like Dragic can probably play in the NBA for three or four more years, but I feel like if he gets bought out, goes with a contender, I feel like that might be he just goes back and earn some money in Europe for a bit. Yeah. So so the, the first round that Toronto gave up is lottery protected this year, then one to 13 next year, and then it just becomes future seconds. So where the- Yeah, it's probably probably going to be future seconds. No, no. Well the no. Raptors are the Raptors are sixth in the East right now. Yeah. It it's lottery protected. It, it's going to go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because it's their own pick. It's not from anyone else, at least if yeah. I'm reading it right. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's odd. <laughs> that is so odd. And the Raptors received a second round, uh, our second rounder. So that, that's a great pick. <laughs> 31. Yeah, 30, 31. <laughs> um, yeah, just... A tax move for Boston. They get a second rounder for Bol Bol, PJ Dozier. You know, long live cash considerations. <laughs> um, yeah, both of those guys are out for the year anyway. Although yeah. I, I find it hilarious that <laughs> Bol Bol gets traded to the Pistons, fails the physical, and then gets traded twice after that. <laughs> <laughs> he did the. It's the Pistons have whatever equipment they use for the physicals because they're the only team in like the last decade that have had people fail physicals. I think they were involved in three out of the last five. Yeah. It's so, what? Modern units, but then I forget. Gotta get, a, gotta get a new doctor. 
Well, no, because no, no, we, we we were right. <laughs> well, on Bowl Bowl, we were right. We were wrong on Moddy Innes. Yeah. Although that was probably a bullet dodged, <laughs> to be fair. <laughs> yeah, that was sort of, he just sort of fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, he's been back in Europe for like ages. Um, I, I want to leave the big one for the very end. So let's skip ahead. Um, Boston acquires a white. You know, very on brand for them. <laughs> this uh, is really good. I I really like this. For who? Boston. Yeah. So Boston gets Derek White, San Antonio gets Josh Richardson, Romeo Langford, first rounder, and a pick swap. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, Richardson, another Spursy type player. Richard, it's a shame Richard Richardson was that guy where it's like oh he's the most underrated he's, he's, and then everybody started calling him the most underrated to so then he becomes sort of overrated yeah the idea just, of Richardson just sort been, of, again the idea of Richardson has been better than the actual player for like three years now pretty much since just he hasn't, Miami yeah it just hasn't and maybe that just isn't testament to the Miami Heat sort of culture. structure and, well not the culture but just the, the structure and program they have Heat um, culture <laughs> I think I like Langford as well. I think maybe maybe he does. He can he can play obviously on the Spurs. Like um, yeah, if, if he's got any chance of sticking, you know. Yes. Um, Spurs. He had he had moments in preseason for Boston, but it just didn't seem to continue into, um, and then sort of fell out of opportunity at stages. Yeah, I, I think. Um, but like, yeah. the, he sort of. I think he, he just sort of melds well with the Spurs have a lot of guys that can do a lot of different like a lot of things um, although like a, a lot of them like a, seem similar he's like an Aldi version of Keldon yeah but like yeah the, ma- the main thing I think Derek Wright's really good I yeah I like this for Boston well he's a, a real point guard finally yeah <laughs> he had a, a really good bubble a couple of years ago and that was sort of like oh well you know um he can be a guy, but then I feel like, like I was saying before, like the Spurs are sort of crowded with guys that do similar, like they're different, but they do mostly similar things like Murray, Vassell, Keldon, um, Lonnie. I don't know about Murray, but yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Murray sort of 32, 10 and 15 today. Um, but like taking up minutes and positionality and whatever. That's why I sort of feel like there was no, I guess Murray has sort of started to break away. Yeah. But it was almost as if a lot of the guys were at the, maybe it's more, they're at the same level than they do the same things. That it was, yeah, very, that's it was fair. almost yeah. too, too balanced for them to be good. Yeah. Well, the Spurs have changed their profile like pretty drastically to yeah. athletic from cerebral. Yes. Um, which is a nice way of saying white and unathletic. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Murray's broken away, but I, I think Derek White was in the rumors. It, it seems like an underwhelming return considering the rumors about John Collins. Yeah. I mean, John Collins is, it's, John Collins has become the Taj Gibson. I mean, oh, he's going to get traded. Uh, you know, why aren't they traded him? He's going to get moved and it just doesn't happen. <laughs> John Collins is becoming the Josh Richardson. <laughs> no, but Josh Richardson gets moved. Oh, it's more the underrated, overrated thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Oh, well, yeah, he sort of seems to phase in and out of really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think like when he was underrated, actually, when not a lot of people were noticing and he was shooting a really high percentage. Um, I think it's a it's an odd dynamic they have where they also have Capella. Maybe Collins is better served just playing center. I don't Maybe, know. yeah. Um, but yeah, for, for Boston getting white, an, an actual point guard, you know, someone who can shoot and distribute, they, they can stop pretending Marcus Smart does those things. Yeah, finally a third a third guy that can step up. Like not that Horford and Smart aren't good, and not that they you know at times are probably going to play better than White. Like White is a guy that can drop twenty five. He had ten assists. Like yeah, yeah what, what did as he a, get as today? Made his debut today. I did. Yeah, he and he had. I've got it open in front of me. Off the bench in twenty eight minutes, fifteen points, six rebounds. He gets stats. I give him that. Three, three threes, uh, three out of seven. Couple of assists. Led, led Boston to a win over Denver. There you so go. Who comes out of their lineup? I guess what Smart go back to the bench. I don't know because I was thinking they're going to have to take Horford out. That's what I thought because to me Horford doesn't make sense starting. Oh Jesus, Rob Williams, sixteen rebounds. The only like the. <laughs> I bet on him so much recently. The first day the <laughs> um, yeah, Robert Williams, 15 points, 16 rebounds, two assists, two steals, three blocks. Not at all. Um, I don't know why they don't start Brown at the four. Yeah. Like, to me, that's... We have Brown and Tatum. You don't have to pick one of them. You just like... Well, that's what I mean. Like, either yeah. one of them at the four... You know, that, that's that's your wings, basically. You have like, it's not even like a three and a four thing anymore because the positions are so irrelevant now. You have yeah. your, your big in Williams, your two wings in Tatum and Brown, and then you've got Smart and White as your guards. That, that's a pretty good, especially defensively. Like Boston has been good defensively now, but then you add White. Yeah. I really hope they don't spend that and then not start White. I Really hope that's not the case. I mean, I don't think it will. I think they will start him. It'll, it'll just be interesting. What, what do they do? Because do you go with the steadiness of Horford or do you... I feel like you have to go with Time Lord. You have to play him. Oh, you have to so, play him. Yeah, yeah well, that's not even a question. But it's the sort of thing like, Mark, is Marcus Smart going to go back to the bench and be fine with that? Well, like Marcus Smart's opinion of Marcus Smart has been far too high for too many years now. <laughs> And for some reason, the Celtics have just gone along with it. Yeah. Although they only played eight guys today. So, like, shorter rotation. But Marcus Smart has basically started the whole year, right? Yeah, he has. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know why you don't just start, uh, sorry, start White. And then, because off their bench, they play Grant Williams, Derek White, and Peyton Pritchard. That's two point guards and a small forward. Like a small small forward. They also picked up. They got. Uh, they get Tice back. Yes, they did. I, I like that. He was. He was good there. Um, who else did they? Let me have a look at their roster. Well, I think it's the next like... one anyway. Well, we can just jump to that one. Yeah. So um, Boston receives Daniel Tice, and they get rid of Dennis Schroeder, Ennis Freedom, 
and <laughs> it sounds so weird. And Bruno Fernando, they go to Houston. Um, what has happened to the? They have like no players. Who? Boston. No, I know. That's why. Like, I was they looking have like at ten the, guys. The box score today, like, look, like if you look at their bench, like DMPs. Luke Cornett is on the Boston Celtics now. Didn't know that. Oh, jeez, um, he was on the Bucks earlier. Yeah. Uh, then they got Aaron Neesmith didn't play today, so that's a great draft pick. Um, and then they've got Sam Hauser and Broderick Thomas. And who? <laughs> this is what like they have a really good short rotation, but they just have nobody else. <laughs> Yeah, like their garbage time is literally like they haven't got any garbage time. Wow, what is going to happen there? <laughs> that's that's interesting. They're, they're starting the playoffs in February before the All Star break. <laughs> I mean, I assume they'll be in buyout market. But like, the, who's available? I mean, you don't know at the moment. Maybe Dragic is a well, option, but they've already got smart. And white. The Nets waived Bembry. Okay, yeah. You know, maybe... um, Thad Young, but they've already got Horford. <laughs> you know, Casey off parlor. I mean, it might, I mean, it might have to be. <laughs> they, no, they, just, they need bodies. They're going to... The think, leprechaun yeah. will be playing for them soon. I, <laughs> I think Benbury's like a legitimate option, though. Yes. Uh, well, especially, like... Obviously, Tatum and Brown are going to play a majority of wing minutes, but, like, beyond that, who... Naismith, Grant Williams. That's it. Yeah, and then, then, they don't even use Naismith. They don't like him. They can't even can one, two, three, four. Oh, they can play they can play five on five at practice with no subs. <laughs> Is that well, obviously, they, obviously, obviously they have obviously they have the two way. So they've got twelve. Who are their two um, ways? Is it Hauser and Thomas? Hauser and Thomas, yeah. <laughs> Wait, so Luke this Cornett is... is on their active roster. Oh, he is. He's not on the. I'm just looking at the cap sheet. Oh, who's oh, okay. the who's so the tenth? Who's the tenth? Oh, Tice. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, they got corner. Well, yeah, they obviously traded away a bunch of their guys just then as well. Like, yeah, like I just said, Schroeder, Freedom, and Fernando. <laughs> they traded away Freedom. <laughs> 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 it shouldn't be that funny, but no. It's... <laughs> We can now finally... I've never seen a roster this this short. <laughs> this early in the season. Regular, especially now that there's 17 spots you can have. They have <laughs> half of them. Uh, well, now Freedom can fully commit to being a Fox News contributor. Wait, how come Bol- Did they waive Bol Bol and Doge? Oh, they're both out. Okay. I just told you. They traded them to Orlando for the tax thing. Oh, dear. I, I literally just said like 10 minutes I ago. Missed it. I was <laughs> laughing at Enos Freedom. Oh, before that. Yeah, because I said that's when I said it was funny the bowl bowl failed his physical and they got traded twice after it. Oh, okay. Yes, sorry. Yeah, I no. counted the Pistons as one of those times. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah, no tax move. But like I said, they're both out anyway, so it didn't really matter. Can yeah. they bring back Taco? Is he still on Cleveland? Uh, he's in the. I think he's in the G League. Yeah. For them. Well, maybe they bring back freedom. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, probably not if they brought in Tice. Like, that's probably done. Yeah, they'll be scouring the buyouts and the free agents and 
you know, whatever happens, happens. I, I think losing Schroeder for them was an odd one, though. Because he was, like... Yes and no. I'd, I'd prefer Derek White. Oh, well, yeah. Every uh, se- day of the week. Separate trades, though. But, like, a... You know, uh, they're synchronized moves. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not like you're making them in... in I guess, like, you know, one at the time, you know. No, but the Schroeder, was, Schroeder was still quite good for them this year, I thought. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll see where he ends up. Maybe a, back to the Lakers, Bucks, maybe. 14 minutes. Oh, sorry, 14 points, four assists. Shooting 35% from three. Celtics been weird this season. And it's sort of a... The problem they have is, like, not too dissimilar to, like, the Blazers. Well, you've got your two, except their two guys are not as good as Dame, but better than CJ. So you've got two guys really, really good, but you've sort of reached your, I mean, they've already made conference finals, what, twice? Um, yeah. And you're trying to chop and change around them and you just can't find anything that works. And they've been through, I mean, frankly, they've been through better players than Portland have to put around their two guys. And it just hasn't, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think though the answer for Boston isn't necessarily trading one of those two. I think that's the wrong move. Yeah, you keep that. You just keep those guys. They're so young that like eventually it's going to work out. Yeah. Um. Okay. Charlotte trades for Montrez Harrell. They give up Ish Smith, a second rounder, and your man Vernon Carey Jr. A really good, really good uh, trade to get Harrell just quietly. But yeah, hopefully, um, VCJ gets to play. And then everybody can see how good he is. <laughs> so you can sell his cards. I mean, I bought them for a reason. <laughs> um, yeah, no, Harold fits Charlotte's, I guess, play style pretty well. You know, just running and jumping. I reckon he should start. I don't know. Granted, Plumley is 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 pretty good. Like Plumlee has been surprisingly good for them, considering yeah. like he's completely atypical to the rest of that roster. I think the passing. Um, yeah, well, that's that's it. Makes up for a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that. Sneakily skilled. <laughs> um. Yeah. It's, it's good. Good trade for Charlotte, but not much really more to say. It'll be okay. a great trade down the line for the Wizards when Vernon Carey Jr. is a ten-time All Star. <laughs> <laughs> um, two trades to finish off the first one and okay but this is where it gets serious I saw this trade come through and I think this is the most head scratching move of the entire like forget Halliburton this one was just the most like what on earth are you doing and it was Dallas trading away Porzingis for the grand old return of Spencer Dinwiddie and Davis uh, Davis Bertans like they must have just hated Porzingis. Yeah, it's weird. I, I guess they tried it, and it was clear that it probably wasn't going to work out. And I mean, they're probably they're probably worried. The thing is, they're on the clock. Yeah, but is I mean, this what I don't, you get? I don't, th- I, don't, I don't think Luke's. Oh, obviously. <laughs> I, I feel no. Well, I'm, what I'm saying more is not that the move was good and defensible. It's more that they sort of panicked into making a move. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm not like. I'm not slamming them for trading him away, but it's not like you got a bunch of expiring money 
or like, you know, actual useful contributors, like both Dimwitty and Bertans have been bad this year and they're on long-term deals. Yeah. Like Bertans, especially like the fact that Washington got rid of that without giving up even one first round pick, let alone like two, like a lot of people thought that's just, in- <laughs> go them. Yeah. It's like, you know, like Luca's like, Oh, what? Uh, hey, Luca, re- remember that 7-3 unicorn you used to play with? Like, yeah, why? <laughs> well, we got rid of him, but don't worry. Here's his shorter, shitter countryman. <laughs> I think uh, Paul Zingas on the Wizards is going to be interesting. Well, he's out currently with an injury. I don't know. It's not long-term, though, so he'll probably play soon. If he, Yeah, if he, if well, he like plays. The, the, well, he'll, he'll want to play because the rest of the season, he's the guy because Beal's out. Yeah. Um, you know, yeah, I guess minutes have freed up with Harold going out. They've still got. I don't really like Gafford. Um, well, yeah, like, but but the, the, does Paul Zinger start at the five or like do they bench Kuzma? Like, what happens though? You can't bench Kuzma. Kuzma's been their best player, and that's sad. <laughs> I mean, it's sad, but he's also he's also improved. Yeah, it's not Lakers Kuzma. This is. <laughs> um, surprisingly good Kuzma. Um, and it's, I don't, it, I mean, yeah, it's somewhat because of the opportunity, but it's also, is yeah. The Wizards are, what's their record? I want to say they're sneaky good, but then I'll look at their record and they're like 20 and 30. 25 and 29. Yeah. I feel like they're, yeah, they're dangerous. Well, they're half a game out of the plane. I mean, shouldn't exist. <laughs> but they're also probably going the other way right now with Beal shut down. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it was pretty I, pretty clear, I guess, that KP probably wasn't the, the answer. But like you said, it's, yeah, the return is not. But I mean, it's not exactly the same as Ben Simmons, but it's also like KP sort of shot his value himself. What do you mean that he he was like on court? He's he was play- quite productive this year. Playoffs last year and playoffs, you know, with Luca, I feel like has has dented the perception of pausing us and also like the perception of the ceiling. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's not quite the same level of the idea of him is better than him, but yeah. I don't know. Again, my, my main beef is the, is the return rather than getting Yeah, oh, the return's terrible. It's, it's not good. <laughs> um, so Dinwiddie just seems to get traded every six months. Yeah, Dinwiddie's not good anymore. The, the only saving grace is, I believe, Dinwiddie's the last year of his contract is unguaranteed, and it might be the same with Bertans as well. He's getting paid in Bitcoin, though, so it's getting cheaper. Well, yeah. Who- <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Like, you know... You'd hate Bitcoin to, to rise because then, oh, shit. <laughs> um, oh, I've gone the wrong way. I went to look at Washington instead of... Yeah, the um, Bertans deal is, yeah. It wasn't it's incredible how, like, the, if he earned that money over two years, it'd be, everybody'd be after it. But um, Over five years. <laughs> or four I don't more. know. The Mavs, the Mavs are in a weird spot. I think they, they extended DFS, didn't they? Yep. So that's a good move. Um, yeah, Bertans has an early termination and then Dinwiddie, which I guess just means team option. Um, I don't think they need to be 
super concerned about losing Donkic, but like the organizational moves they've made in like the last year are like more would be more towards driving him to the door than than not. Like obviously kid in. <laughs> um and then you know the KP stuff now. Well, here's the here's my main issue now with Dallas, and it's not Doncic. It's Brunson's an unrestricted free agent this offseason. And you just... Probably, yeah, going to lose him. You've extended Finney Smith for 13, 14 million a year for the next four years after this year. Yeah. You've got Bertans for at least the next two years, on, uh, you know, unless you trade him, obviously. You've got Dinwiddie at least next year. You know, Hardaway Jr.'s signed for another three years. Reggie Bullock earns $10 million next year. Didn't know that. You know, where's the money coming from for Brunson? I mean, it's, it's not. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought about this a lot. but And it's hard to see, you know, guys leaving, especially they get drafted with it. Jesus, I don't know. Well, another rumoured destination has been the Pistons. <laughs> for who? Brunson. Oh, th- sorry. I'm talking about Donkage. Oh, right. No. <laughs> I, was, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, no. No, 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 no. I was going to suggest like Denver. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I don't know. Where, where do you think Luca would go if he left? Memphis, if one else is. <laughs> I mean, I'd, I'd... Nuggets is an easy answer. Yeah. Maybe okay. Yeah, it's hard to see somewhere else. <laughs> um... Anyway, imagine Luca on the Heat. That'd be insane. How insane? Lithium ion. That would be <laughs> lithium ion trimmer insane. There we go. Uh, but I don't think I could handle people talking about Luca in heat culture because he was oh, already God. this insane player. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you ready to talk about the big one? I thought we were going to lead off with it. That's why I was going to say earlier, like, are we going to, yeah. But anyway, yes. No, yeah. Keep the clickbait for the end. <laughs> it really raises the, um, the listen time. Um, not that, like they're going to skip ahead, but yeah, that the big one didn't think it would happen. But it finally happened. Brooklyn trades away James Harden and Paul Millsap to Philadelphia for Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two first rounders. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there it is. Just let that marinate for a second. I mean, why couldn't this have just happened between the Sixers and the Rockets? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what. Um, this is weird. I don't know. Like, it's a pretty good return for Harden. Oh, yeah, it's a great return. Like, uh, I, do, has Brooklyn won the trade? Oh, it depends on what Simmons, like how he plays. But I feel like, I don't think you can say either side definitively loses. No. Because. The, yeah, Philadelphia get their man. The Sixers are legitimately like a threat. Now. Like, not that they weren't, but it's like, okay, now we're taking you seriously. Yeah, well, the, um, the, the issue is now with, well, not issue, but now with the Sixers, they replaced an All-Star who wasn't playing with an All-Star who is playing. Yeah, oh, well, not even just with an All-Star. Oh, yeah. You've, repla- yeah. you've replaced a, a fringe All-Star 
with a fringe MVP. meeting like, with an MVP level guy, top five, top six, top seven, whatever. Um, you 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 know you now have two of the top ten players playing for your team. Um, so like in in that regard, yeah, obviously it's amazing for the Sixers. You do it all the time. Why didn't they trade with the Rockets for earlier? Um, they could have you know they could have <laughs> they could have done this last year. Um, (laughs) but yeah I I think it it, obviously a lot depends on Simmons what he looks like when he comes back Um, I guess all the stuff sort of mentally and whatever how that um, sort of irons out yeah Um, but like it sort of theoretically looks pretty nice for the Nets like we're talking about this earlier like the idea of playing Simmons at four or five for the Nets is pretty awesome yeah um, next to Patty Mills, yeah, it's good. I think that that's a low key a big thing for Simmons. Somebody there that's going to be one hundred percent on his side. Um, yeah, that, that's like a, a part of it that's kind of gotten lost a little bit in the shuffle of just the, the move in general. It's like, oh my god, he gets to play with Patty Mills now. Yeah, like be around him every day. Exactly, um, which is obviously big ramifications for the national team, but just in general. Um, and I mean, to be honest, I don't blame Embiid for being annoyed at Simmons because I feel like anybody in this in that position would be annoyed at the, your fellow All Star that doesn't want to play for your team. Oh yeah, and you feel like they've quit on you. Like I don't blame him for any of that. Yeah. Um, There's also yeah. a lot of people commenting on things that don't really know what it like. Like no real sense of what happened. Like I, I get Embiid's frustration at Simmons, but I think yeah, I, don't, I don't think Embiid was particularly out of place in what he said. Like. He's kind of no. got this reputation now for just telling it like it is. So that that's fine. I think yeah. what, what Doc said was worse. Well, they just hung him out to dry, which was not good. You, you know. No. So you don't sort of it's I don't think there's necessarily a villain in the the story. It's more just the opposing forces and there's no it was odd, obviously, that there was no reconciliation. I guess maybe Ben could have handled it better, but also like the Sixers throwing him under the bus wasn't necessarily great um, to come out and not just back your guy. Well, no one looks <laughs> good, really. Like no one handled no. it well. No, but I think in the same, like because of that, like nobody's completely in the wrong either. It's just no. messy and like, is it unprecedented? Basically. Um. Like sit like a player of that stature sitting out to that degree, yeah, because of something like that, and yeah, um, but yeah, I was just saying with the sort of like it, like theoretically, you've been sort of back to what he is, was, could be. Um, well, the, the Nets are adding in a depoy level player. Yeah, and then I mean, if you're ever going to have motivation to play again, it's going to be like in New York playing next to KD and. Who knows what version of Kyrie? Well, have, have you seen the conspiracy theories now that Kyrie's going to get the shot now that Harden's gone? <laughs> um, also, low key, uh, Seth and Drummond, nice. Oh, yeah. I mean, Simmons by himself is great, but then like, but they're two of the better throw-ins you can get. I guess from Philadelphia's side, they're probably pretty happy that they didn't have to give up one of Maxi or Thibel. But yeah, but I think Seth kind of fits more what the Nets need anyway. And then Drummond gives them an actual legitimate center, which I'm really annoyed 
that Philadelphia didn't get the full Andre Drummond experience. They just got all the good stuff. <laughs> they just got the good Drummond. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I, again, it's all sort of theoretical, but like, yeah, both teams might actually end up better off because of this. I guess, it, like you said, there's a player coming out of thin air. So theoretically, yes. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's a, bit, a free Harden. I mean, oh, Mil- no, sorry. a free yeah. Millsap. Um, oh, sorry, I meant like Simmons wasn't in the equation yesterday in yeah. terms of, but now he suddenly adds value because he, you know, theoretically, conceptually will play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, a lot of it's going to ride on what he sort of looks like. Um, and I think that'll sort of shed light on what has been happening. Like, a lot of the reports is he just really hasn't been doing anything, right? Yeah. So it's like, how long is it going to, if that's true, like how long is it going to take for him to get back into it? And like high level, you know, we're talking elite contenders here. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of, there's like more questions after this trade, <laughs> if anything. Also very interested to see this Harden and beat dynamic on court and personality wise, well, considering what Harden has just been through in the last year. Yeah. Well, let, let me make my Harden point first before I go back to Simmons. Harden, like Maury has chased him for like a year now, right? So yeah. all the pressure, at least directly related to this trade is on Philadelphia and on Harden to prove that like he's the guy. Yeah. At least that's how I read it anyway. Um, I'm wondering if that's, what's, is it going to be the clash with Embiid? Well, I don't know because like Embiid has always famously been, you know, give me the ball, which I mean, fair enough. I feel like it's going to be very short odds to see like one or one or both of them get frustrated at each other visibly on court over like shots and give me the ball in the post hard and looks him off and then tries to jack a three or something. Oh, 100%. It's going to happen. Yeah. Um, but no, there's a whole bunch of, you know, conspiracy theories about Ben Simmons, someone saying that, you know, he's going to come back with a really like an entirely reworked right hand, like right up, right-handed <laughs> jump shot. Um, yeah. I guess I'm, I'm so, I'm just, I know you were going to touch on Simmons now. I'm surprised that he ended up on such a good, in such a good situation. I was expecting like Kings or Magic or, and then he just dominated on a bad team. Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to take the touch on with Simmons, and we've kind of mentioned it already, but playing with Patty Mills, I just hope, like I'm not getting my hopes up, and I just hope that people don't see that he's playing with Mills now and then just get themselves excited again that, oh, maybe he's going to play for the Boomers this time. Well, I, you don't need to be hurt again like that. Yeah, I... I I'd mean, say the yeah, odds it's... of him playing for the Boomers now are much higher than if he wasn't on the Nets with Paddy Mills. I'd say they're a bit higher. Yeah. Well, I mean, anything's much higher than zero. We haven't even seen him play for the Nets yet, so let's calm down. Yeah, well, we, we don't even know when he's going to play. <laughs> exactly. I, 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 um, they, they said he might join the team on the road trip that they're on or currently about to we're not go gonna, on. probably not going to play on it. No, 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 no he won't play, yeah. I wouldn't have thought. It'll probably be a couple of weeks at least, I reckon. If not, I think like, he's a, we're a long way off thinking about Boomer's stuff anyway. No. I, I, I imagine he won't be playing before the All-Star break. 
No, probably it'll probably be after, right? You give them two weeks to work, work out with the team, or yeah. a week and a bit to work out with the team. Um, it'll be the first workout he's done with the team this season. Um, <laughs> no, no, he had one session with the Sixers. Oh, the one where he showed up and had his, had his phone. phone in his pocket. And went, <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it wasn't actually his phone. Someone debunked it, but yeah. Oh, okay. That Maybe sounds I'll, better. No, apparently it was. I don't know. But the, I forget what it was, but apparently it wasn't actually his phone. But that could have just been, you know, a fake report. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, do you want to answer a few questions that I got sent? Sure. They're, they're mostly like, as is the audience of this show, they're mostly banter. But um, <laughs> first one is from Angus Bacon. I, he's a Thunder fan, and it's basically just where I case he mistaken to wave KZ, thought he could have been an asset for their push to the play-in. That's a joke. <laughs> I know that's a joke. So <laughs> let, let's well, answer they, it seriously. I'm pretty sure no. they they waved Diakite as well. Yeah, and he was their starting center <laughs> for like uh, to, I thought he was on the ten day, but no, he's been there for months. He's an NBA champion. Yeah, he's got his ring. That's enough. He's also he's also the G League champion. Got two yeah. rings from yeah. last year. Yeah, yeah, wow. Um, Hendo asks, which team dropped the bag at the deadline? What is in like spent it or just dropped the ball? I dropped the ball. Uh, but Lakers didn't do anything, did they? No. <laughs> um, they feel like they desperately need to. They're, they're so lucky they won the title. Oh my god! Because if, imagine if they didn't, the LeBron whole LeBron tenure in the Lakers looks at you know in Los Angeles looks so much different. Yeah, because they um, have been bad with him and tumultuously horrendous for longer than they were good. Yeah. <laughs> well, the rest of what he wrote is um also which team acquired the biggest bag at the deadline, and then he's like line up those insults for the Lakers. <laughs> I feel like we I should. Def- t- I don't, the yeah, maps we, as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We should touch on the the Lakers um, trade offer, you know, the John Wall one. We didn't even talk about that. All right. Um, did you did you see it? No. So the rumor was that it was basically going to be a, a rest, uh, Westbrook for Wall swap. Um, okay. But the what was it? I think the Rockets wanted the Lakers to include a first rounder. And that and Lakers were like, nah. I think the thing with that is it doesn't solve. It, it solves nothing. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, like, I mean, people wouldn't have to complain about Westbrook anymore. That's they complained it. about John Wall. <laughs> I mean, not that. Also, the, like, the last time John Wall played consistently, he looked all right. But yeah. But the last time he played at all was. Yeah, it's like the beginning of last season, wasn't it? Yeah, he played forty um, maybe games the season before. Yeah, no, he missed all um, of nineteen twenty because of the Achilles. Oh, okay, yeah, so it was twenty one twenty. Um, twenty one twenty, yeah. The years are going backwards. Oh, twenty twenty one. Um, yeah, he played forty games last year, which is a lot more than I thought he did. Yeah. It. Yeah, I don't know. Again, it doesn't solve anything. The problem they've had is that the, it's beyond the three. Oh yeah, both shooting and uh, personnel. Yeah. Um, like like I said, they're so lucky they won because yeah, the LeBron era has otherwise 
not been good. And what the hell are they going to do when he leaves? <laughs> well, yeah, they're that, stuck. You're going to be the Pelicans. <laughs> um, yeah. What Davis? Yeah, um, I mean, Davis is a better player now than what he was then, but it's still, it's not. Yeah. I mean, when they have LeBron and him, they're still, they're still not. I'm going to slightly shift the interpretation of Hendo's second half of the question to the winner of the trade deadline. Um, I know that's not what he means, but that's what I'm going to make it mean. Is it... Is it Indiana? Maybe not. Uh, I don't know. Because I, I, I don't want to call some, like Sacramento a loser because you know they still got a really good player. Um, yeah, it's it, they're more losers because I think they've misjudged their timeline. But that's neither here nor there. I guess the Wizards are up there. Oh, just, oh, Brooklyn, of course, they're a winner. Brooklyn and this, I get the Sixers to a lesser. Well, I mean the Sixers as well. You acquire Harden. That's yeah. You get you get your guy. So in that case, they're both winners. But yeah, I think Brooklyn for the, the haul they got for Harden, and then Sixers for getting Harden. The Hornets. But they lost Vernon Carey Jr., sir. I know, but still. Yeah, they didn't, they didn't really give up much for Harold. They didn't uh, give up much, and they got a really productive play. Well, I guess in that vein, then, Cleveland with Levert. Yeah, although, the, I mean, it depends on the, the picks, right? What, are the, what were the picks in that? I can't remember. Uh, hang on. Were they were they Cavs picks? I guess they feel like they're not going to yeah. need them anymore, L- which Lottery is dangerous. Pro- but- yeah. Lott- yeah, Lottery protected first this year, and then uh, Houston second rounder this year, and then Utah's second rounder in twenty seven. So, so it's Houston get- one might be all right. It's going to be the like the twenty some like a pick in the low to mid twenties, you'd reckon. Um, and then, yeah, maybe like it's, the 30. It's the sort of thing, if Levert works out, you never think about these again. Yeah. It's going to be like, yeah, like the, let's say that the 21st pick, the 33rd, 34th, whatever it is right now. And yeah. the, well, in five years, who cares? Who knows what Utah's going to be? But it's a second rounder. So like, yeah. It's a move they had to make though, I think. They also got a second rounder back from Miami. I'd consider Boston in sort of the winners as well. Although they, they paid a decent value for... Yeah, they paid like probably Derek market White. value for White, but they've also got no depth now. Yeah. They've got, they've got no one. They can barely run a 5v5. Um, Maddie McPee. Yeah. Who, who, oh, there you go. Who are the biggest winners of the deadline and why was it the Celtics? I'll hang up and listen. <laughs> I do, I do like some players, they just look right in their new uniforms. Derek White looks completely wrong <laughs> in a Boston uniform. It just didn't, it, it was just <laughs> jarring. But no, he's a great get for them. I don't know if they're overall winners though. Like, I'd probably, yeah. No. It's probably like Brooklyn, but I think it, it's hard when the, the Harden and Simmons steal sort of. Yeah, like like Boston shadows paid. over the rest of the deadline. It's hard yeah. to, and especially because they're in the same division as well. But yeah. you know, you know, Boston paid fair value for a like a third starter. Yeah. Whereas you know the Sixers and Nets traded all stars. Oh wait, is hold on. Derek White wearing number nine. Yeah. 
Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Why? Why? What do you mean, why? I, 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 you, you're losing me here. Rondo. Oh, yeah, it's not retired yet. No, I know, I know. I'm just saying interesting because, I mean, you know how much those 2008 Lakers, uh, 2008 Lakers, 2008 Celtics love to milk that title. <laughs> it's No, I just, I mean, it's, had anybody else worn nine? Didn't Langford wear it? No. Someone definitely wore nine. I'm, I'm just surprised at that. I'm looking it up now in basketball reference. Someone has definitely worn nine since Rondo. Yeah, Langford. Oh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Five different oh guys. <laughs> Demetrius Jackson, Jarrell Eddy, oh, Xavier no. Silas, Brad Wanamaker, and Romeo Langford. <laughs> There's no respect for the number nine. I, can't, I haven't clocked that at all. I haven't, I haven't noticed. Oh, in fairness, like, the first, like Jackson, Eddy, and Silas were all like, you know... Cup of coffees. Oh, Langford only wore it this year. Yeah, he didn't wear it last uh, year. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was. Um, wait, what? Forty-five. What yeah. I was going to say, not on any of these rookie cards. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, it's just I mean I because you when you said oh Derek White doesn't look um right in Boston jersey, so I looked it up and then I just saw just a list nine. I'm like what? Yeah. <laughs> That number nine has been passed around. Uh, well, in fairness to Boston, they've got like, look at their retired numbers. He's struggling to find somewhere to fit in. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what they're going to do. Um, like, I like how they've retired double zero, but not zero. And then, <laughs> you know, one, two, like four, five, well, seven, I mean, eight, To nine. be honest, they probably are going to retire zero. Well, for Tatum. I'd, I'd say that he's, you know, he's reaching that level. Although, yeah, granted, in in Boston, you probably need to win a title to. Yeah, I was gonna say like, and it's also the way that the Boston have done it. Um, he, they've retired. Like, they need to keep numbers open now, so they're just gonna like make start making the criteria far higher. No, well, they'll have players just wear like thirty three A. I mean, nah, they've still got like. 36 through 99 is fair game. Well, that's, yeah, it's going to be, you know, 2050 Celtics number 57. Well, it's it's hilarious that there have been four guys on the Celtics to wear 99. Is one of them? No, it's not. What did he wear? Who? Vitor Favarani. I feel like he had, he wore a weird number. Oh, 38. <laughs> Um, yeah, but Roy Rogers, Darko, Jay Crowder, and Taco Fall all wore 99 for Boston. Gigi Datomi, the only player to wear 70. What a player. Was anyway. Schroeder wearing 71? I didn't even notice. Yeah, because 17's retired. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> for Havlicek. Um, The last question we've got. Are the people's team now Australia's team? Oh, that's from Regularly Wrong. He's a Nets fan. For the context, people's the people's team. Who's Pete? Like five people. Well, he's a Nets fan. Nobody likes the Nets. <laughs> I think the sentiment in Australia and the Nets has changed since Patty signed for them. Like it's more like wanting Patty to do well, and then I guess that's like, well, I guess that means the Nets have to do well. Yeah, but I feel like even like the 
um, the bandwagon east of bandwagons. You know, the Kobe Lakers and LeBron Heat jersey people weren't even fans of the Nets. <laughs> well, like people, the New people, Jersey Nets. No, no, like the Brooklyn Nets. Like this iteration. Like oh, just right. talking about like the like the you know trendy fans. Oh. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, mate. They're um... people like KD fans. They're not Nets fans. Especially with Harden and Kyrie. I mean, mate, you've seen the league pass. I'd give me a step back through from the spot. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. But yeah, I guess they're Nets are more well, they still got Kyrie, but they're yeah, they're more likable now. Yeah, I think well, I think KD has become much more likable again on a general level since he left the Warriors. I mean, I never yeah. disliked. I mean, him just in the first on, just place. on a just on a ridiculous basketball level, that last playoffs, like yeah, absurd level, sustained for not quite long enough, but you know, um, it's funny though because the, the the Nets team before this current one was like probably one of the most likable teams in the league because they were just kind of there, but they were. Very entertaining, like the Russell Levert Allen team. Well, they were young and overachieving. Yeah. And NBA, you know, I mean, look at the Grizzlies. Yeah. You know, NBA fans love that. Oh, they're um, achieving a bit more than the Nets were, though. Oh, yes. But, you know, same sentiment. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that's all the questions. Was there anything else you wanted to say? No, I'm good. All right. <laughs> Um, you know, so, yeah. I, I, <laughs> I'll let me let me do my my, uh, my outro first. You know, obviously, subscribe to the the podcast on whatever server server that's not the word ever platform you use, um, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Google. I wonder who listens to them on SoundCloud? It's probably just bots, right? Probably just you. <laughs> no, when listen. you're checking, you're checking whether it. Uh... No, I don't actually press play. Um, <laughs> you can also. Obviously, the basketball newsletter, the antisocial basketballer. Tim, you're a big fan, I heard. Big fan. <laughs> uh, other than that, yeah, thank you for, for joining us and we'll speak to you next time.